Comic Clan, and welcome to Comics in the Cross, the greatest streamers you've never heard of. I, of course, have always your host, Cross. Ads coming in with that host right away, thank you for that. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, who hopefully there's no tech issues and you'll hear them in a second, Nitro. Talking to the mic Yeah, I am not picking you up through. Can you guys hear Nitro? Because I am not hearing him. Or, like, I'm not seeing him coming through. Talk on your mic for me. I'm quiet, really? Dang. Um. Oh yeah, my mic's way down. Let me turn my mic way back up. What is going on? Of course we're having freaking issues. Because we've not done a podcast in forever. So... Alright, try again. Yo, can everybody hear me? Alright, you should be able to hear them now. Wait. Sweet. I was just saying, I'm, I'm rocking the fresh co-op trio gear, man. Yeah, man. I said, I think Coop's even in chat to see it. I know. Right, can you guys sure. hear? You can hear them. Yeah, awesome. Hear me. And how's the volume sounding, guys? Is the volume sounding good on us now? I've turned me up, and uh, Nitro's volume's already fairly high, so hopefully you should be able to hear us okay. Sweet. And of course, back with the tech issues because it wouldn't be our streams without some <laughs> tech issues before we even get into anything. Of course, but of course. Let me try that again. Hello there, Comic Clan, and welcome to Comics and the Cross, the greatest streamers you have never heard of. I, of course, am one of your hosts, Cross, joined as always by my colleague, Nitro, over to that side of me. Say hello What's to up, the everybody? lovely people, Nitro. What's up, everybody? Now How's it going? Now they can actually hear you. I know, right? Welcome back, guys, to the podcast. It has been quite some time. We were just talking about this. It's been quite some time since Nitro and I did the podcast together. It's been like, it's uh, been 82 years. We Not did a really. podcast, obviously, a couple of weeks ago, but Nitro was out of town, so I had Isaac and Caleb on with me to talk Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, but prior to that was the 12-hour stream, and we stopped doing the podcast for about a month or so, at least. Yeah. We were like, we're not doing anything except playing games and the twelve-hour stream. Yeah, just so we can, just so we could focus on the twelve-hour stream prep, and we realized it's been like a good month, maybe close to two months since we've actually done a podcast together. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. That is kind of nuts. But we're back. We are here. We are. If you've not been with us since the revamp after the twelve-hour stream, you'll notice we're looking a little bit different. We have a, a new background. Fresh. We have some borders around our windows. Nitro still got the same dodgy camera, apparently, because it's still yeah. flickering like crazy. Is it really? Yeah, like it's flickering every it? so often. Like it's doing it on like right. my screen for your Discord as well. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's your camera that's doing it. That's fun. That's fun. Good times. But we are back, we are coming in and we are going to be doing a full spoiler review of Invincible Season 1 from yes. Amazon Prime. If you have not seen the show and do not want to be spoiled, be aware we are going to go into spoilers for this. Heavy, heavy spoilers. Um, we're going to go into heavy spoilers to talk about it and what we enjoyed about it, what we um, are expecting from the next seasons as Season 2 and 3 have been confirmed um, and what we're looking to get from that. Um, we also have a few news topics to talk about because we've not had a chance to talk about news for the last couple of weeks together. So there's a few things that have came up I think we definitely want to talk about. 
Um, but first, before we do that, let's do a little bit of housekeeping right below me here. Woo. You will see the Gamer Grind Co. logo. We are, of course, still sponsored by our lovely people over at Gamer Grind Co. Hashtag on that grind. Let me throw it in chat. You, of course, can use that link there to head over and I buy was yourself. in the wrong direction. That's uh, all right. I do it all the time because the camera <laughs> freaking flips stuff like completely. Um, but remember to use comics in the cross at checkout to save yourself 5% on some amazing coffee. I am drinking their Killstreak today. Um, and I actually also got a bag of campaign in this week, so I actually have two bags in my... Nice. Mm. So I am thinking about grinding both of them up and maybe seeing if I can do some mixing stuff, because I don't Dude, often get the chance yeah. to do that. Dude, dual wield, baby. Exactly. So go ahead and get your coffee needs fulfilled there at Gamergrind Co. And they've been massive supporters of the channel since day one, so go yeah. ahead and show them some love. Alright, also as well, if you have not joined us on our Discord and are over on there, please come and join our Discord and join in the conversations. There are conversations happening there daily, so please come along and be part of them. We would love to chat to you more off-stream and get a chance to know the Comic Clan more. And of course, follow us on all of our social medias. All right. Ross, I just have to comment. You're getting quite a pop collection behind you. Yeah, go on. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's Nitro, Nitro as well got me a brand new pop, um, and I keep meaning to take pictures and show it off in the Discord and the social media, and I keep like getting caught up with work at night and forgetting about it. But at the top of my pops here, ooh, on this side, I know where I'm pointing. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, let me grab it actually and show it off because Nitro got this for me, and it deserves to be showed off because it's awesome. It does look sweet, I'm not going to lie. It looks sweet. And for anyone that ever had the question of, is Cross actually wearing pants when he does a podcast? Yes, he is. He is. He is. Definitely. Um, or shorts. Same thing. Same thing. Um, he actually got me Power Rangers Lord Draken figure that he found in second in Charles. Uh, anyone doesn't know, I'm a big Power Rangers fan. Lord Draken is a character that was introduced in the... Um, Power Rangers comics by Kyle Higgins. This is a PX Previews exclusive, limited to 30,000 of them. Who the hell gave it away and put it in a second? And Charles, I will never know. But. So yeah, Nitro, second Charles was like, this is a collector's item, so we're going to charge a dollar extra. Yeah, yeah like, it's like, like 13, 14 bucks for this, and I'm like, you guys have 30,000 of these. You could put a bit of a bigger price tag on that. Yeah. It's like, collectors yeah. will buy, I'll pay more for it. Like, but yeah, so Nitro picked that up for me. So thank you very much to Nitro for snagging yeah, that for me. Look, said he, short pants are still pants. <laughs> Amen, sir. <laughs> uh, I've only seen episode though. one. Maybe I should have been watching Invincible instead of rewatching Avatar. <laughs> I was going to say, go and watch it. It's only like seven episodes. It's like it's a short series. It's an awesome series, but it's a short yeah, series. It's, it's really good. Um, and the episodes are only like 40 minutes. So yeah, they're like, like 40 minutes long, but they feel like they're so packed with stuff, though. Like it yeah, really feels like the episodes are packed with stuff, but we will get on into all of that in a minute, and um, we've done all of our stuff. So, so Nitro, it's been a while since you've been here, apart from like our gaming stream. So, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Rocking some fresh ink. I don't know if I'm, I'm sure people have seen this. Yeah, I think people have seen it, but I don't think you've like properly showed it off or anything yet. So, yeah, so I got some I got some ink done for my kids and, and stuff like that. So pretty excited about it but nothing else other than that i mean we started the art of the hero stream which i don't know if if, if everybody that is in our discord we are going to be doing that on a weekly basis now so 
And I'll probably be um, mixing up some gaming in there at some point, too. But it, for the most part, it's just going to be art. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Things are going good, bro. Yeah, we had the first Art at the Heater stream this week, and it was absolutely awesome. Nitro does some amazing pieces of work. Check out our social media and our Discord to get a look at some of those. Um, but he does some stuff like off the cuff just to kick us off, and it was really sweet artwork. We had a bunch of people just chilling, hanging out. And yeah, and, and Chunk, since you're here, we will be working on your piece this coming Tuesday, so just a heads up on that. Yeah, I cannot wait to see that one. Can't wait to see Nitro going to full swing with some of these big pieces for the giveaway. Um, uh, Robert Redbeard coming in saying hello as I can I are lurking. All right, well, here's my new thing I get to try out and see if this actually works or if this goes horribly wrong as most things do when I set them up. Uh oh. The shout out thing. Let's see if this does what it's meant to do. Infinity Bros. Nice. Oh, I forgot to shout out Isaac too. <laughs> I just saw Rob's name. What's up, Isaac? check out I see the checkout, but it's not playing the clip <laughs> of course it's not because that would be too freaking easy alright so I'm going to go and fiddle with that what I'm trying to do is there's meant to be a shout out thing to meant to play a clip from the stream there is also the possibility that the Infinity Bros don't have clips to play mm. um, which they might they might not um I have no clue either way, to be honest. Yeah. The other thing is, it doesn't seem to be going away. It doesn't. Why is that not going away now? <laughs> okay, we're going to remove that. And we will fight with that later. <laughs> so what was meant to happen there is it's meant to do a shout-out, and I've seen other streamers use it, and it seemed like fairly easy to set up, which is probably where the worst issue is, of it's too easy to set up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and you're this meant to do really it. Easy. It's not yeah, you're meant to do a shout out. It's meant to link to your Twitch channel. So when it does the shout out, whoever your channel you're shouting out, it'll go and nab them, nab a clip from their channel and play a clip, and show them off a little bit and all that sort of stuff. So, so yeah, that went that went not well. <laughs> um, <laughs> went swimmingly. So that will be it worked on this week, and we will try it again next week and see how that goes. But 100% go ahead and follow the Infinity Bros as well. Good friends of ours. They are so close to 300 followers. So go ahead and give them a follow. Give them some love and help them hit that milestone. But speaking of milestones. Yes. Do tell. Y'all are awesome. Our community is absolutely amazing. We, last night after earlier yesterday, shouting out saying like we're like four people away. I think we were at like 396 and I was like we are four people away from hitting 400 followers yeah I'm not even got time to go into how the heck we managed to get close to 400 followers in the first place no clue all no y'all keep showing up and keep listening to us ramble and play games really badly so apparently we're doing something right I have no idea it's what mustache. it's the I mean, moustache let's be honest yeah the, the moustache is bringing the moustache is bringing them in I know but you know good to your word you're keeping it because I love the fact that your wife loves that now yeah, I know. That's 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 not good. That's I not spoke good. I spoke at Andy B and of course you know you're stuck with this mustache. <laughs> you bunch of jerks. <laughs> um but we done a shout out, like four away from four hundred followers and uh, shout out to Perkisaurus who followed us as their opening screen was up, but I think we are now at something like four hundred and four. Mm -hmm. Which means 
within like me posting that yesterday to the start of the stream we've gotten like eight followers yeah yeah we helped get us over 400 so thank you so much to everyone who's yeah. followed the channel thank you to everyone that comes and hangs out with us you guys are awesome listens to us ramble about stuff that talks to us you are greatly appreciated we love yeah, you all you so awesome. much and we've got an amazing community i couldn't have asked for a better community to have when starting this it's honestly phenomenal yeah but yeah we are at 400 so we're now over 400 so we are on we're on track for what in the back of my head was always like the first massive milestone that you think about when you're thinking i'm going to start getting seen on twitch and getting followed mm -hmm. as when am i going to hit 500 followers yeah. that's like the first kind of like massive milestone like hitting 100 two three four is big it's huge but like you're halfway to a thousand at 500 and we are almost there and we only got 90 96 more to go man i i can't believe you guys have gotten us here so thank you so much for helping us on this road for those that tune in to hear us talk on the podcast to play games to see nitro's art streams to the tune into our podcast and all the places you can find our podcasts keep plugging you guys are animals what's up bro hey caffeine rush Caffeine Rush coming back in. Thank you for that. Congratulations. But yeah, as I'm saying, podcast, you can find us on the audio versions of the podcast and all these sites here. Go ahead and check them out. Because I'm going to shout out because I can. Um, but yeah, we dare you. hit this massive milestone and we are so excited. Um, and I guess the other big announcement is that apparently we're adding a new streamer to the channel. Yeah. Tell us about that. I don't even know how this came about. <laughs> like, literally, like all I can say is, like, have you ever had moments where it's a god thing because nothing ever seems to be, like, this doesn't make sense? <laughs> My wife is the one that came to me. I'd like to preface this. I didn't ask her. She's the one that came to me with the idea of doing it. She, her brother is a massive, like, horror fan. He loves horror movies, horror games, all that sort of stuff. So... She's been playing like Animal Crossing with her family and stuff. They all interconnect, and that's how she's been spending some time with them lately. Um, and she talked to me about the fact that she was interested in possibly checking out Bioshock. It's on the Switch, and she's got her Switch. That's what she plays on now, and she's mm -hmm. thinking of checking it out because he kept telling her how good a story it is. Even though it's a horror game, it's got an amazing story. Yeah. And if you ask anybody that's played Bioshock, they'll tell you the story's phenomenal. I've never heard a complaint about Bioshock in my life. But he is the one that came up with the idea and said to her, you should stream it. You stream it across his like, Twitch channel. Yeah. And she started thinking about it and thought, you know what, that actually probably was really funny because she she hates horror stuff. <laughs> my wife does it. My wife is a big scaredy cat. I love her a bit. She is a strong and amazing woman, but she will jump out her skin. She will not watch horror movies. They will freak her the heck out. She will not play horror games. But she said about streaming bioshock on the channel and i'm kind of like who are you and what have you done with my wife <laughs> you don't enjoy being on camera and doing public speaking things in front of people you don't enjoy horror stuff that all that much and even then you've said if bioshock gets over really well you're willing to do more you're willing to subject yourself to more of this i'm like do you know who our community is they are not going to make it a fun experience no no just saying but she's apparently up for this, so it looks like we're adding Jay to the to the stream team, my wife. Nice. She is going to be coming on, she's going to be doing it. We're still working out the logistics of it. Um, 
because my stream setup is here in my office but this is also the office i work out of i've got my computer usually sits here on my desk that i do for work um so like i legitimately have them set up at the same desk so her doing a separate night doesn't work because i work evenings so the plan at the minute and if anyone has any other ideas they can shoot to us is that I'm about to finish up Avengers and I'm about to kick into Kingdom Hearts uh, for Monday Night Crossplay. Mm-hmm. Once I finish Kingdom Hearts 1, we're going to swap over, I believe, and Jay's going to come on and she's going to do Bioshock 1. Once she's finished that, then we'll swap back out and I'll go back to Monday Night Crossplay, do Kingdom Hearts 2. She'll swap back in, do Bioshock 2, and then I'll pick up Kingdom Hearts 3 possibly and we'll just switch them back and forth. So we're interchanging. Because yeah. the only other evening we've got is a Sunday evening, but with how crazy things are with the kids, with the fact that I yeah. work every other evening, that's our date night, basically. The kids go down, we actually get to spend time together. Mm-hmm. So we're not really wanting to give that up. How dare you? How dare you not sacrifice your your marriage for the, for the I stream? I know, for the stream. I, know. I give the stream <laughs> freaking everything else I've got, why not? We're talking about um, commitment, man. <laughs> but, yeah, joking, it's like, everybody. Just joking. But yeah, so she's going to be coming on. She's going to be doing some horror games, and we are. The idea seems to be running right now of, um, for the name of it being "Your Dead Try Again," seem to be the winner of it. We put out a few feelers on it. A lot of people seem to really like that, and it's kind of based upon um, the Nancy Drew thing of uh, "You have made a fatal error." You know, try again. Just to hey, go with the chosen one. Hey, chosen one, welcome in. back, and chosen one popped in during one of our Monday night. Uh, streams welcome on in from paris coming in from paris appreciate you stopping by um so yeah so if anyone if you all want to see her doing it show your love show your support on the social media and discord that you want her to be part of it and do this she's honestly very excited for it a little bit nervous doing it as a stream it'll be our first time streaming but she's excited and i think it's going to be an amazing addition to comics in the cross i'm interested to see her play through that game though uh, caffeine rushers in the chat that's just, I think that's. I don't want to speak for you, man, but I think that's that's your favorite game ever. So, yeah, that's so a, that's an awesome game. Uh, so Nitro, we're probably going to need you to do up uh, another logo for your dead try again. And I've got some oh, pictures good. I'm going to send you, like of the Nancy Drew ending, like you have made a fatal error try again whenever she dies yeah, yeah. in one of the games, and to do it in that sort of styling if we can. Okay. Um, but I'll send that to you and just to work on it it's going to be a little bit off because like, I'm about to finish Avengers and I've already set up to start Kingdom Hearts so yeah. it's going to be a little while off I don't know how long Kingdom Hearts is going to take me specifically Okay. Uh, no Chosen One the review hasn't begun we're actually we've not even done the news yet we're just we've had a few announcements to kind of go through and a few tech issues but mm-hmm. that's part for the course with us yeah pretty much we ramble and eventually get to what we're meant to talk about um, but yeah, go and show her some love and for Lady J, the third streamer. So we just need to get Nitro's missus on here doing something now. And talk yeah, that it. might take a while, but we'll, we'll see. Sorry, there's three of us now. We can all start you know, working on it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think uh, Lady J might have to lean in on that situation. <laughs> I, I will have her lean <laughs> in on that. Some movement. <laughs> it's around 30 hours. So yeah, so I yeah, would 30 hours. I that's accurate luck. Yeah, so it's going to take me like a couple of months at least to get through Kingdom Hearts. So it's going yeah. to be in the summer before we end up doing Bioshock. Oh uh, yeah, she does. She does like Borderlands, so we might be. We could do some Borderlands. Borderlands for Nitro's message. There you go. But again, Lady J is going to have to lead in on that on that conversation. Oh yeah, we'll get her to lead in on it. We'll get her to we'll get her to play a role in that. And 
I'll get straight up shut down if I if I initiate that. <laughs> <laughs> so much love in your household, Nitro. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's already not a lot of the side stuff. I, yeah, I'm probably going to yeah. mostly do the site, the main story log. Um, it may end up going longer, like with the First Kingdom Hearts, but then I want to give... Mm because the, the other option for us doing it was going to be a Monday night of like hard do a couple of hours and then like me do a couple of hours and interchange on a Monday and it's like and I kind of don't want to do that like I enjoy having my Monday night cross play and doing like a I get like a 3-4 hour stretch I can literally just hit a game and get into it yeah and I call it ladies call night ladies and have night. them play Bioshock <laughs> together <laughs> hey if they're up for doing some co-op horror stuff I'm all for it Um. But yeah, let's jump into some new stuff for today then. These are some new stuff that have came up for the last couple of weeks. We've just not had a chance to talk about some of them. Let's do it. Um, so first of all, this has to be talked about because it came out just last week. And we didn't get a chance to talk about it last Sunday because we were doing our gaming stream. We got a trailer drop for Venom. Let there be carnage. Yes. Now Nitro, Venom is one of your favourite characters in all of comic bookdom. You're a massive fan of the anti-hero Venom of Eddie Brock. What did you think of the trailer? Oh, it was hot garbage, honestly. All right, so I, there was a discussion in our Discord. So again, a plug for our Discord. If you're not in there, um, you need to join us. Yeah. But uh, So we were talking about the first movie and comparing the trailer to the first movie. And I feel like with the trailer, you want to put your best foot forward. Not sure that's what happened with the Let There Be Carnage trailer. So Venom was a fun romp, right? It was a it was a fun movie, but for a diehard Spider-Man fan or a diehard Venom fan, it was it was a travesty. As far as at least at least in regards to the origin of Venom, right? Now, like the way that they visually represented Venom and all that stuff, and like even the way he talks to himself and stuff like that, awesome. It was way better than Spider-Man Three, like worlds better. But this trailer just promises more of the same stuff that I hated in the first movie. Like, a lot of the over-the-top gross-out comedy that between Eddie Brock and Venom and all that stuff, and just the slapstick stuff. I'm just like, come on, man. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, oh, You're trying to put your best foot forward with the trailer, and this is not doing it for me. You know when, you know when the trailer broke me, when I'm like, oh, that's gonna be crap? Do you know what point in the trailer it broke me? Which one? Opening scene. Literally him cooking in the kitchen in the symbiote, so reaching about and doing all this stuff. Like I, I one hundred percent get it. You're trying to shoot you're trying to do a comedic side to it. Yeah. I'm just like that's that's really what you're leading with, is this freaking like cooking scene. I'm like and just watching it, I'm like I I have less interest, one hundred percent less interest watching this. Yeah. than I did the first one like even the trailer of the first one I'm like it wasn't phenomenal but I'm like yeah. okay yeah I'm definitely going to go check it out and it is Venom's yeah. a fun like stupid adventure movie if you just it take is. it for what it, it is. is it's one of those ones like I quite happily pick it up if it was cheap on DVD like at the yeah. you know the grocery store sort of thing on the shelf when you mm -hmm. go oh that's looking cheap I'll go and pick that up if not yeah you know like one of those action movies you pick up you're not expecting a lot from in that sort of sense I will Mm -hmm. I, I would happily do it with this one I'm like I don't even know what the what's the story yeah I, well I, thankfully they fixed Woody Harrelson's hair because it was just god awful in that oh yeah that was easy to fix take the wig off 
<laughs> that was so bad, man. Like, who okayed this? Who okayed the clown wig? I know. It's like they took that off. And I'm like, thank goodness. That's the only good thing I can say about the trailer is at least they got rid of that wig on freaking Harrelson. But, like, le- legitimately, tell me, what was the trailer about? What is this movie about? Yeah. Because it doesn't well, even... It. it just sets up that Cletus Cassidy has some sort of weird obsession with Eddie. It doesn't set up him getting the carnage symbiote. Even the symbiote that appears at the end that Venom's fighting is apparently toxin. Well, and, and the thing is... Like, and it's like... Okay. So what? what's it actually about? It, you've literally told me nothing. Oh, Alright, here's the thing. Like, in the comics, yeah, Venom has a lot of symbiote villains, right? Symbiote villains. But he has other villains. Yeah. And, like, Venom 1 was basically Venom against another Venom who happened to be a little bit bigger and had cool weapons. And this one is just going to be Venom against another Venom who's red and has cooler weapons. It's literally the same thing. Uh, you know, I'm just like, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do something different. I'm, I'm all for having carnage in the movie, but you gotta, you just gotta do something different. Hey, at least this one will be red, this symbiote, so at least if they have that big fight at the end, we'll actually be able to yeah. see what's going on. He's black and he's black. No, he's, he's a very, very dark blue. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, yeah, Venom versus... Fighting at night. <laughs> like literally Venom versus Toxin in the middle of the night and I'm like I can't see a thing that's like the freaking the, you know what was it the Alien versus Predator like Requiem angles where you've got the Predator and the Alien Predator monster combined fighting but the yeah. camera's like here and I'm like I can't see a thing what's the point in this what's scene happening? it's like all the Transformers movies all the Michael Bay Transformers movies yeah I, just yeah, I, had, um, I have no idea what's going on yeah, as um, Nitro, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe Toxin's an offspring of Carnage. I am not 100% sure on that I one. believe Toxin's an offspring, because Carnage is an offshoot of Venom, but I believe Toxin's an offshoot of Carnage. I forget who like, creates who, because like, they split off of each other so freaking often. Uh, same debate about Batman's colors. <laughs> yeah. Invincible's uh, a good yeah, show. Absolutely, Neo. Toxin is born from Carnage. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought yeah. Toxin was from Carnage. Um, yeah. So Venom's what, his grandfather? Technically, your grandparent yeah. is just like he's yeah. a couple of generations yeah, removed. Right. Um, but yeah, so like for that, so when he just stop. I know you listen to the podcast. Just yeah, I know just, we're we're the number one on your you know on your employees' podcast list. Just stop. Just just hang it up and burn the closet down okay just, yeah, just, just, just everything just, just just get rid of it it's not worth it it's, it's just just be done just give it back to Marvel keep whatever rights you get for certain things and let them do what they need to do with it just oh yeah Neil we're going to get into that we're talking oh, about some man. news just now but yes. we're going to get into that man yeah yeah it's, it's very frustrating I think the biggest the biggest thing that hit me in the gut with the first one is like Venom his his origin is is married with Spider-Man. Like it's 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 a it's it's he's married with Spider-Man. Like you really can't have Venom without Spider-Man. Yeah. And the fact that they just stripped that out and then they tried to explain his backstory and I'm just like but even, you're already starting off on the wrong foot, man. Yeah, but even then, I mean, I've got to even give it credit like the story for like what they did with it for the most part I'm kind of okay with like the story of how they got Venom and stuff like the actual him and how he's here and how yeah. he connects to Eddie I'm like okay I think they did best with what they I had can, I, I can think. work with that Yeah. 
but part of that might be there's just there's so much else worse with a movie that that's not the bit that comes to mind when I think what's wrong with it. Like that origin yeah. of not being linked to Spider Man, I'm like, that was one of my big concerns, and it's so far down the list of issues at this point compared to other stuff with the movie. Like there's other stuff like it just doesn't make sense. And it's yeah. like I think the most annoying thing about it is even if you take Spider Man out, even if you create some crappy origin. Um, to get Venom and Brock together, it's like mm-hmm. there are so many great stories in the comics. You literally mm-hmm. have the source material with this great character with a great backstory. Yeah, look up Eddie Brock if you've never read the stuff. Look at the literal backstory of this character. Yeah, and who he is as a person. He's not just some two-dimensional villain. He is a really deep, complex character. Mm-hmm. And you've used none of that. <laughs> yeah, Locke made a good point in chat. He said. You know, they did the best they could. It allowed them to skip the villain stage for Venom and basically just skip straight to him being the hero. Yeah, which they kind of had to do. It's like it's a thing of making it, of, you know, of getting him to that hero stage because you can't do the villain stage without Spider Man. So they did a good job managing to jump over the kind of yeah. hero anti hero type stuff. But anyway, we'll see what happens with that. Let's let's move on. I do not, I do not have high hopes at all for no, this next not movie. even not even a little bit. Um. So the next one, um, we had massive news coming out that they're going to be doing another Superman movie. Um, J.J. Abrams was like connected and everything and linked to it and all this sort of stuff. Then they made the massive announcement that they were going to be doing a black Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the rumours started to circle that it was actually going to be Val Zod, uh, the Superman of Earth 2, who... An interesting choice, an interesting character. He's uh, definitely black and wears a very kind of cool, like blue with hints of red and white. Mm-hmm. Um, to a very cool looking suit, very cool looking character. So a lot of people thought we were going to get that. Then the announcement came out that we were not going to be getting Val Zod. We were in fact going to be getting a black Kal-El. Who Kal-El, if you don't know, is Clark Kent. That is the main mm-hmm. universe Superman. So we were going to be getting a black actor playing Superman. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on this recasting? And like, and also as well, like the fact that like J.J. Abrams has been ousted and stuff. He's not doing it anymore. It's going to be probably a black director, a black creator, mm-hmm. and it's put in that position. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about this announcement of this new Superman movie and what they've got planned for it and everything like that? Yeah, I'll, I'll preface this by saying I think anything can work as long as it's done good. That being said, like, you have a dude who is in the prime of his life right now, who has played Superman before, and who people love, like, pretty much unquestionably, in anything he does, but especially his Superman role, who has said, on multiple occasions, I will continue to do Superman if you will let me. What's the deal? What's going on? Like, why are we not doing a Man of Steel 2? Yeah. Why are we not doing a Man of Steel 2 with, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see the need to recast Cal-El right now while, while we have it's know, like, somebody who's been, who's been willing to do a second Man of Steel. I just don't get why Warner Brothers is so against doing another Superman movie with Henry Cavill. 
He has literally came out and said he'll play the role. Like, he was cut from the end of Shazam. Like, after the Justice League, like, they cut him from the end of Shazam. He was meant to make an appearance, like, right at the end. And it's like, he's constantly said, like, uh, Locke's saying, like, Justice League was a bomb, so they reject the franchise as a whole. Tommy Owens already in motion. But Superman was the first one they had in motion. Like, Man of Steel was the first movie in the DCEU. Henry Cavill loves playing the character. He's one of the characters people adore and want to see him playing more. Not to mention, look at the guy. He legitimately is built like Superman. The guy's yeah. a beast. Yeah. And he's a geek. Yes. He literally... He built his own computer. He built a gaming computer. Like, this guy's, like, <laughs> legitimately a geek. Yeah. He loves Superman. He wants to play... Su- I mean, come on, guys. He's one of us. Yeah, he's one of us. He looks like Superman. He wants to play Superman. Yeah, I mean, they scrapped the Batflight movie because I hadn't started and they kept Flash because production is... Yeah. But that's the thing. It was like... The Batflight one, I can understand. Like, I wanted to boot Ben Affleck by the time Justice League came around because it was like he was so in and out and in and out log. But, like, for Superman, like, he has never been more in. He's been hounding Warner Brothers, like, Let's do Man of Steel 2. Let's do Man of Steel 2. Let's do Man of Steel 2. And they just refuse to let him do it. Yeah. And then they go, oh, we're going to do another Superman movie, but we're going to bring in a black actor and recast. And basically, we're bringing in a black actor, so it means we're going to restart and wipe the slate clean with a brand new. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Code Princess, thank you so much for coming in with that follow. Welcome to the Comic Clan. This is the Welcome. way. This is the way. Thank you so much for coming in and joining us. But, like, I just, I don't get it. You've got a guy who is desperate to play him. Like, let me preface this. I don't have an issue with a black actor playing Superman. But when you've already got a guy who's cast in the role, who legitimately looks like he's been ripped straight out of the comic books. Yeah. Like, he literally looks like Superman from the comics. Mm -hmm. Why are you, and he wants to play the role that you cast him in. Why aren't you letting him? Yeah. You know, if you want to do the Black Superman and do Val Zod and do an alternative universe thing, go for it. You've been doing that sort of stuff. But why are you changing Kal-El when you've literally got an actor already playing him? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But, like, I'm interested... I'm interested to see who they cast. I'm interested to see what role they go with that. I'm just... I just think Warner Brothers is just, like, clutching its straws right now. And, of course, the, the whole internet, like, totally turned on Warner Brothers, though. Oh, yeah. Because they cast a Black Superman and then everybody went what you're wanting us to support that there's an actual black superman in the comics oh not different superman oh not even that though not even that people are turning on them because they're like you're wanting to cast a black superman and expect us to support that after all the tweets that ray fisher has been putting out oh yeah about the fact that he's not been getting treated equally about the abuse he took on set playing cyborg about all this stuff not to mention the fact of his entire story from justice league was pretty much cut you're not going to give support to an actual black actor who you've got on your cast already who's playing one of the Justice League, but you're not expecting us to go, oh, look, they're trying to be you know inclusive and do a black Superman. And I'm like, you're not expecting... You think we're not going to think you're just going to screw that up and all? Like, yeah. really? Yeah. But hey, Cove Princess, glad to be here. Nice. Thank you so much for being here. We honestly appreciate you coming in. Glad you could join us today. It just sucks so bad, like, for... It feels so bad for Henry Cavill. He seems like a really good dude. And he just basically sacrificed his body so he could try to be Superman, and they just won't let him. Yeah, they just won't <laughs> let him be it. I have ne- I, I've never seen an actor have to fight so hard 
to get a movie made about a character he's already been cast as, there's almost like a guaranteed moneymaker as he has to fight Warner Brothers. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But it's weird. But we'll keep you updated on where that one's going to go. Uh, and the last big story was a few weeks ago we got the big um, like trailer reveal from Marvel of all the upcoming stuff that was coming out. Um, so we got like movies and the release dates from all the way through to like twenty twenty three, and we got stuff like Black Widow, Shang Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings, which we also got a trailer for, which was phenomenal. Uh, we got our first few clips of Eternals. Uh, About time. Don't have a trailer yet. Don't have a full story for it, but we got our first like actual clips of it. Uh, then in Spider Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, The Marvels, which will feature Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, I mean, a bunch of these we already know, um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 announced, and then Fantastic Four. Um, but then some news came out um, a few days ago about Guardians yes. of the Galaxy Volume 3, that basically this is going to be the end of, or likely be the end of Dave Bautista playing Drax the Destroyer. Oh wow, I didn't hear that. Yeah, apparently he's... It's not been officially confirmed, although he was talking about it, that he feels like this is going to be... Um, yeah, absolutely chosen one at 50. Henry Cavill's probably going to end up playing Omni-Man if they do yeah, the live dude. action. I'm all for that. Um, Did you see his mustache in... Uh, yeah. What was it? What was the movie? Oh, uh, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible? Yeah. yeah. Which would be just kind of ironic. He gets cast as a Superman with a mustache after the whole Justice League crap around that. Um but yeah, apparently Dave Bautista is going to be done after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, which makes sense. He's done a bunch of them. This is his third Guardians movie, but he's also appeared in the Avengers movies and stuff. He was in Endgame and Infinity War, and uh, possibility of him going to be showing up in Thor: Love and Thunder as Thor's traveling with the Guardians now. So it's not like he's not played the character multiple times. I can understand yeah. him wanting to move in other directions. He's getting cast in a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so I understand him wanting to open that bracket up and I think he was talking about he's a little bit disappointed that Drax hasn't had more of a chance to kind of shine I kind of agree with him on that though because I, I did see that tweet that he put out I, I mean other than Guardians of the Galaxy 2 where he had that speech with Mantis he was talking about his family and stuff like that he really hasn't had a ton of character development I don't, I don't think no absolutely not and you know, he's a character that could have done with like honestly could have done with one of these like, Disney Plus shows that we're using to like mm-hmm. expand other characters yeah. He really could have um, benefited from something like that. Mm-hmm. But apparently he's going to be done with the role, although he is all for and has actually put his favour out there of another actor picking up the role of Drax to do like a Drax solo thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe like him in his younger years sort of thing. So, yeah. Which is interesting having put that out there. You know, it's it'd be interesting to kind of see if that did happen. But that's a little bit off, like 2022, I think late 2022 is when... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 comes out let me something like that no no even 2023 May 5th 2023 so we've got him around for a while he's still around for the next couple of years at least uh, try to fix in humans before going with Eternals yeah ads I don't think they were ever going to do that after the way that show bombed yeah. I think Marvel set it in fire and rolled it down a hell away from them yeah like, yeah like we're just going to pretend that didn't happen and we're so going to thing- go over here <laughs> My thing with Eternals is like, alright, so Eternals was supposed to come out last November. Which means that a trailer should have been ready to release with with Black Widow, which should have released back last May. 
So they have been sitting on a trailer for about a year. Nitro has not shut up about this Eternals trailer for about the last year. <laughs> He's been going on about one minute. You have been sitting on a trailer for this movie. Just show the dang thing, man. Just show it. You have been going on about this trailer for the last year. Like, I want the Eternals trailer. Show us the Eternals trailer. It's about time for the Eternals trailer. Oh. All right. So, hey, did you hear the the uh, news? The quick quick news uh, that dropped yesterday. Mm. So Midnight Suns. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't hear anything. Yeah. Midnight Suns. So Let's... they're they're talking about doing a Midnight Suns movie. Nice. Yeah. So you got um, Doctor Strange, Moon Knight, Blade. Hannibal King, which Hannibal King, which I don't know a ton about, neither Hellstrom as well, but Ghost Rider and Scarlet Witch. Makes sense. A lot of those characters are the big supernatural characters. It would make sense to go that path with them and get them a bit more exposure, some of them too. Um, so that could be interesting, actually. I'd be up for a Midnight Suns. If you like your supernatural Marvel stuff, that's, that's your alley right there. Yeah, that, that, so this is definitely, this just started like uh, like early, early pre-production or whatever and they're talking about Mephisto possibly in Blackout being part of it but you know it's Mephisto we'll, we'll, we don't know it's Mephisto <laughs> everything is Mephisto the TV is Mephisto I like I like of course they're talking about Mephisto everyone because everyone's like everyone's mad that we did one division and like you never got Mephisto <laughs> and yeah. everybody kept expecting Mephisto I was like, that's the thing as well, though. I'd like to point out, like, at no point did they ever mention he was going to appear in it or Doctor Strange or anything. We are the ones that did all this stuff. Which Ghost yeah, Rider is part of it. Um, I don't know if they've announced that yet, Ads. Um, I, I, I doubt it will be Johnny Storm, honestly, since they've had two movies for that. And everybody's kind of somewhat familiar with Johnny Storm's. You mean Johnny Blaze? Johnny Blaze, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said Johnny Storm. Okay, so Johnny Storm, I'm like, that's Fantastic Four. I'm like, that'd be a really interesting twist. Friday Night Apex Sessions. I'm sorry. I'm so tired. I'm still (laughs) reeling from that. Anyways, it's probably going to be a new one, like the one that they introduced on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I can see it being Robbie Reyes because he's he's the one they're really pushing in the comics still. He's the one that's been doing stuff for the Avengers in the comics. He's their, like, current Ghost Rider. Johnny Blaze and Danny Ketchum and all that is kind of like, Danny Ketchum, like, kind of went to the back burner for quite a while. So I can still see them trying to do Reyes again, um, which is yeah. which I'm all for personally. He's a cool character. Um, yeah, I can put the Danny one. I think like in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he yeah. was the one like the one that everyone thinks of, like with the chains yeah. and the spikes and all. That's actually Danny Ketch. It's not Johnny yeah. Blaze that most people think of. Um, Johnny Blaze, obviously the originator of the current Ghost Rider, and there was one before him, but it was a totally different concept. But Reyes is the current one, so I I fully believe it to be him. Yeah. All right, but I think that's it for our news. I just wanted to hit some of those. Most of that stuff's not new news. Most people have probably talked about it, but we've not had a chance to actually sit and go into a lot of it. So I wanted to just kind of throw out our thoughts and feelings on it. Yep. There we go. So right before we dive into our Invincible chat, let me just also do a little bit of plugging for upcoming shows. Um. So last Sunday of the month, we are going to be back with our Indie Comic Book Club. We're going to be looking at Spencer and Locke. Uh, from David Papoz, um as the writer and um, part of the reason we're doing this we weren't going to do this one this month we were actually going to do Invincible to match up with the show but um, we've actually had an amazing opportunity if you've not heard to actually interview David Papoz, the writer of Spencer and Locke so Indie Comic Book Club we're going to be doing that last Sunday this month uh, following up by the first Sunday of next month we are going to be talking with David Papoz. We're going to talk to him regarding Spencer and Locke from the Comic Book Club. 
when I talked to him about Scout's Honor, his current series that is literally just finished, which you can go to your local comic book store and check it out. It's a five-issue run, and that's the series done. Um, I read issue one last night, starting to get into it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Really excited to see where it goes. And um, from what he said as well, issue one is a is an easy step into it, and it starts to really kick off in the next few issues. So I'm all for that. So go and check that out and getting prepped for that because we're going to go into talking about that, as well as upcoming projects like the OZ, which is a weird gritty war like take on the wizard of oz the issue one is out and available from his site um, and then obviously his next one coming out after that is going to be grand theft astral and um, which is still as a coming soon so we're going to be delving into talking about all that stuff but there's a bunch of stuff there to check out so definitely look at getting spencer unlock if you want it for the in the comic book club and to delve into it and um, scouts honor issues one to five um, so you can really delve into the conversation with us in a few weeks time yeah so i just wanted to shout that out yeah i'm excited about that spencer and Locke thing man the art in that is phenomenal yeah spencer and Locke, the art is phenomenal and really the picture of it is it's basically like if you grew up with calvin and hobbs like what happens if calvin grew up into a gritty noir detective yeah but hobbs was still hanging around hey cb how's it going welcome on hey, in yeah thank you yeah my hair from the charity stream but and I mean it's clearly like Spencer and Hobbs um, it's clearly um, Calvin and Hobbs sorry it's like because you can see that kind of art style when it flashes back to his childhood would you almost say Spencer and Hobbs yeah because I've got Calvin and Hobbs and Spencer and Locke in my head so I'm like interchanging them now but Calvin it's clearly Locke, like Spencer and Hobbs but it's clearly like got the Calvin and Hobbs feel of the childhood feel and that's clearly been a big inspiration for it and um, I will warn this by the way it's like even though it is based on that stuff it does get gritty and real right away yeah like not in a sense of like there's gratuitous violence or swearing or anything like that in the sense of like that oh it's going over the top it's like it's really hitting hard hitting stuff like spencer comes from an abusive home and you start to see clips of that happening like he is yeah. a grizzled detective that clearly has some mental issues going on and some like ptsd stuff that he's dealing with and mm -hmm it really delves into that stuff so there's a lot of of rough adult themes in it i guess is the best way yeah. to kind of describe it it's not your typical like adult thing of like that oh you're going to see you know there's going to be cussing you're going to see boobs you know it's not like that 18 yeah. or 18 it's a it's a bit more real and hard hitting and mm -hmm. um, so if you do pick it up just be prepared for that but i've enjoyed the little bit of it i've read so far and from what i've heard from everyone that's kind of checked it out it's a uh, well worth it to get into it's one of the best comics that came out a few years ago and um, when the year it was released so um definitely check that out sorry i just wanted to throw that in there all right shall we delve into some invincible do it. we're only an hour in let's do it yeah well that's about right we usually do news <laughs> and rambling for an hour and then do a actual hour review we've been this for a while so you got to give us a break right yeah you got to give us time to get back into the swing of things um, so right now if you're in chat and you have not seen Invincible Season 1 on Amazon Prime this is your spoiler warning this is your Tune warning now. that everything going forward is going to be spoilers and um, not just for this but for the comic series as well we are going to eventually cover Invincible on the Comic Book Club this will have spoilers for like the first couple of volumes <laughs> of Invincible um, and they don't hold back on it Wait, there's going to be spoilers. Yeah, look, you've been here for our reviews before. You know we go into spoilers. 
We're not going to fill an hour rambling about non-spoiler stuff. It's just doesn't. Extremely detailed spoilers here. That's what we do. Look, you know it by now. If you've been watching our channel for any length of time, you know that we can't hold our water. You know that we ramble and we're pretty much terrified we're going to let stuff slip. We're not meant to be letting slip, yeah. so we never do a non-spoiler review. So if something slips, we've given you fair warning. Yeah. But like literally from episode one, there's a massive. There's Luke Skywalker's dad. Did I just ruin that for somebody? For, for real, by the way. For absolute real. I spoiled my mom on that. Are you serious? I was talking to my mom. I can't even remember what the conversation was. It was a random conversation. I was talking about like stuff that's became pop culture, I think. I can't even remember the full conversation. I said, you know, like, like Darth Vader being Luke Skywalker's dad. And she went, yes? Oh, no, dude. And I'm like, tell me you're kidding. Oh, no. Like that's not even like a geek thing. That's a pop culture thing. That's like a, everyone knows that Darth Vader knows that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I God. said, I'm guessing you don't know that Luke and Leia are brother and sister as well. She went, they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your mom's so sweet. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, new spider. Oh, Marley the dog died. Oh, sorry, no. bro. I'm so sorry, man. That's so sad. I'll just listen, let you guys convince me to watch it and then decide not to watch it. So I already know the entire storyline. Yeah, so he kind of like watches, like, highlight. He does cliff notes of basically all the shows. And then if, if the cliff notes, like, pique his interest enough, then he'll actually watch the show. <laughs> I love Locke's comment there. I just seen it. It's like you could easily spend 15 minutes on Omni Man's mustache. We'll talk about the mustache. Cause the mustache one, is amazing. Me, one thing bothered me about the mustache. I, I feel like I need to... I feel oh, like as the resident... Mustache I love the fact really, you feel like you've got an authority to speak oh, on it now. Authority. I absolutely have an authority to talk about mustaches. And uh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to we're gonna talk about that today. Yeah. Oh, ads, like... Oh, that's not crazy. He was referencing the book. Oh, he was referencing Marley oh, and me. Oh, okay. Dude. I, thought he was talking, I thought his dog had actually died. I'm like, oh, no. Um, ads, I'm pretty sure went down very fast. Yeah, I'm gonna say ads. I'm fairly certain my mom doesn't know who Anakin is, let alone the fact that Darth Vader or Anakin. My mom, I would like to say, is not a geeky person, but like honestly, stuff goes over her head. It's I, I hate describing her as a bit of a ditz, but she kind of is. <laughs> it's probably the best and sweetest way to describe it. It's like, I, and I love my mom a bit. She's an amazing woman, but 100% a ditz. Like literally, some of the stuff she does, like was it my. Uh, they went into a uh, grocery store on about Christmas time and my dad went and was like, oh look, there's penguins. And she went, where? <laughs> Only so, there's so many things I can tell you they're wrong about what happened there, you know. <laughs> First of all, one, why are you looking up for penguins? <laughs> Two, why are you looking up inside of a grocery store for penguins? Even if they were in the air, they wouldn't be inside the building. <laughs> But I love her to bits. She is that she is hysterical. But yeah, but yeah, I ruined like one of the biggest movies of all time for my mom. It isn't completely off base for a flightless bird. It kind of is caffeine. <laughs> for like a, the, the most popularly well known flightless bird. That is true. That's a true statement. But all right. Let's do it. Let's get into this for Invincible. We're going into all seven episodes of this. We're going full spoilers for this. This is not your kid's animated show, 100%. It is definitely not. If I know, you... I, as we go through this, I'm going to find it hard not to compare this to The Boys. But 
Um, yeah, it's definitely got a gritty real take on it. Um, yeah. I think The Boys is a bit harder to watch because it is real and it's like it's yeah. it's a lot grittier. Like Invincible still has heroes and it still has hope. Yeah, yeah. And they embrace that. They embrace the tropiness of superhero that Yeah. You know, superhero Boys culture. is completely like it's all BS. They're crap. We are crap. <laughs> They're awful. We're kind of awful as well. We're just not as awful as they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like so. There's still that. There's still levity in Invincible, at least, which is nice. Yeah, there's way more like hardcore content in the. Oh yeah, too. absolutely. Way, way less tame. I mean, way more tame, rather. Yeah, it's way more tame yeah. because like the violence is very over the top. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of it. Like where the boys are like over the top in everything. Like you oh, get yeah. like in Invincible, you get a bit of cussing and stuff. You don't get any like sex or nudity. You do, but the violence is like. But it's, when you're talking about superpowered beings, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes absolute sense. You know and what I, I mean? Because like I've talked about it. If you listen to me talk about Superman in the show before, I've said that we underestimate the fact that Superman has to walk through a world of tissue paper. Yeah. Because he could literally snap someone by accident just by shaking their hand or like putting his mm-hmm. hand on them. You know what I mean? Like patting the back. <laughs> you know what and I my, mean? Yeah. My whole thing is. And I, I know I've said this a couple of times, but I feel like if Superman really existed, if it was a dude who lived on Earth that could literally do anything he wanted, he has unlimited power, basically. He could do anything he wants. Dude, he would be an absolutely awful person. Well, let's be honest here. Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, an absolutely do... awful person, and he would murder at will. Well, why do <laughs> I you think... I'm a bit cynic, but... <laughs> but why do you think there's so many, like, alternative versions of Superman that are, like, what happens if Superman goes off the rails? Like, Injustice, like, the probably the most popular yeah. one. Why is there so many versions of that? Even other versions of it, like, we get, like, uh, we talked about the boys, like, Homelander and stuff. Because yeah. that amount of power corrupts. Yeah. Especially and fo- if you're a butthole. You know, and full spoilers as well, we see that from Omni-Man in this show as well, like, the fact of, like, he is... He's probably even worse, because, like, he's full-blown faking heroism. Yeah. Until the right moment to reveal, I'm not who you think I am. That last episode, I know, Neo, you said something about it earlier, but holy Oh, that last episode was so hard to watch. The fight between Invincible and Omni-Man, yeah. When he's beating the brakes off of his son... Whew! Yeah, that's, that's hardcore. Yeah, it's like it's just a, such a rough show. But let's get started on it anyway. Em. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So Mark Grayson is our main character. He is the character of Invincible. And um, Steve Yoon, voiced by Steve Yoon. Yeah, Steve Yoon, legend. By the way, can we talk as well? We'll, do, we'll talk as we go through it. But the voice casting in this voice is like casting. perfection. Right. It I, is I, so I, spot on. I do a lot of hyperbole. That's just me. That's just my nature. But I'm gonna say. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say I think casting J.K. Simmons for Omni-Man is probably some of the best casting in animation Mwah. history. Perfection. It was literal perfection. That's, literal perfection. That is on level of him being cast as J. Jonah Jameson in Spider-Man. Like, you know how everyone says, like, that's J. Jonah Jameson is perfect? Like, literally, that's Omni-Man. Like, he was perfect at that role. Yeah. Uh, sorry there, um, Chosen One. We try to keep it family friendly, so it's cancelling out your um, cousin. Sorry about that. Yeah, sorry, dude. But yeah, the the casting in this is phenomenal. Like Stephen Yoon and J.K. Simmons, and the chemistry of yeah. them connecting with each other. Sandra Oh, we even got Mark Hamill in here. We got um, 
Oh, what's his name? They played. Uh... Oh, they played the guy that's the head of the organization. Oh, I know you're talking about. Um, yeah, I've I've literally, I've completely blown the name. Sorry, the casting is in. Yeah, no worries. Chosen one. Sorry, our boss set up to keep it family friendly, so any cussing it blocks. Uh, but you're absolutely right, though. The casting was insane for this man. You are on point. Um, like I, Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins. Cecil. That's it. Yeah, that's they play it. Cecil. That's it. Um, Bring he was, pictures of Omni Man. Yeah, it's like picture <laughs> on that. Um, he was perfect casting. Uh, Seth Rogen freaking shows up as Alan the Alien at one Dude, point. He crushed it. He crushed it. Like you know, I mean, like the casting is phenomenal in this show. I found myself constantly looking up the people behind the voices because I'm like, oh, that sounds familiar. That voice sounds familiar, and it was people that I've known from previous, you know, the voice. It's the same thing with anime, but um, yeah. It yeah, was, but like, really cool, but like, you you know these actors from a million things. Yeah, like Clancy Brown. Everybody knows. Him. Yeah, Clancy you Brown know. is freaking yeah. uh, Damien. Was it Damien Darkblood or something like that? I can't remember. Like couple characters. Yeah, but yeah, Damien Darkblood. The, yeah, uh, uh, demon detective. Oh, you hear Damien Darkblood though, and it's like, yeah, that's Clancy Brown. Like, there's yeah. no, there's no dispute, and that's Clancy Brown's voice. It's like, oh, you had uh, the dude from Rick and Morty. He plays Morty. Yeah, uh, Justin Roiland was in it. Was well. He played a couple characters. Which I'd like to point was... out that when he plays that college kid in like episode four or something like that, one hundred percent, you're like, yeah, that's Justin Roiland. <laughs> it sounds I, like Morty. I agree, Lux Study. I think um, Clancy Brown is phenomenal voice actor. I and he should get all the all the voice actor, all, Clan- all the voice gigs. Yeah, Clancy Brown is a phenomenal actor. Period. But his voice acting is superb. I'm like, I, yeah. I I'm all for it. I love Clancy yeah. Brown's acting. He's amazing. The, the cast in this was just I cannot talk about how great the cast was enough yeah I I was blown away when I like I think I posted about it when it first got announced like nobody was talking about the show and I'm like look at this cast if you're not checking this out just for the casting you are missing something like there's no way this many awesome people are together and you're not going to get something worth seeing well even even the Guardians of the Globe like their voice cast and their chemistry was was awesome I love for it. the for the whole episode that I. <laughs> well, I mean the the new Guardians of the Globe. Yeah, I guess. Oh, the, the new Guardians. I guess yeah, the Guardians of the Globe like dying episode yeah. one. <laughs> speaking of, but, speaking of, but yeah, the new Guardians and stuff like the former like was it Teen Team? Which I love the fact they just rip a Teen Titans thing. There, it's like Teen Team were the fourth most yeah. popular team in in the world. And let's be super transparent, they are legit a direct ripoff of the Justice League, like one to one. Oh yeah. Would you not agree? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, chosen one saying for once the government is not a passive actor and plays a significant role. Cecil's character is really interesting. Yeah, like Cecil was a phenomenal character. Like Walter Goggins playing Cecil in the organization is just like it's spot on how heavily involved they are. And um, yeah, Mister Krabs is an invincible. Uh, uh-huh. I did not see that ending of episode one coming. See that's the th- see that's the thing. The ending of episode one, I. I knew it was coming eventually. I didn't know it was coming that soon. Like I already knew that twist that Omni Man yeah. like turns he's not a hero. I knew okay. like he's a Ultramite and he's there to conquer Earth, not to save it. Yeah, should we give a backstory of who he is? Like Yeah, let's go into that anyway. It's basically the story. Well let's go into the, the main character and delve into his dad because we're we've not even talked about Mark yet, and he is invincible. He is the main character. Yeah. Um so Mark Grayson's our main character. When we join him at the very start of it, he doesn't have his powers. Mm-hmm. Um, he is though the son of the 
like the most powerful hero on earth, Omni-Man. Basically, this this version's Superman. This, yeah. This continuity's Superman. Yeah, so basically, this guy is Superman, and he's the son of Superman, and a regular woman. Um, what's his mom's name? I can't even remember her name. But she's played by Sandra uh, Oh. Debbie, Debbie Grayson. Debbie, that's it, Debbie, thank yeah. you. Um, so, like, Omni-Man, or Nolan, and Debbie have Mark. He starts to grow up. He's now a, in high school. Um, he's not getting his powers, but he's desperate to become a hero. He wants to be just like his dad. He wants to be a hero like him. Yeah. Um. During the first episode, I love the fact we just jump straight into it. First episode, partway through, boom, powers. You yeah. know, it's like he goes to trust. It's funny. I love the way that they show how he finds out. He's taking out the trash and he launches the trash bag in his face, and he's like, "Oh well, I guess my powers came in." Yes. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, it's like he launches it, and I love the fact it becomes a, a joke in the next episode as well. Um, with, like the characters we see at the start of this one um, but yeah so he gets his powers and he's like he talks about wanting to fly and stuff like that he tells his dad his dad seems very apprehensive yeah it's probably the best way to describe about it. it yeah um, but Mark decides he's he's going to try his powers he's going to test his flight so he climbs out on the roof at his bedroom window and steps off and again I love the fact there wasn't the whole oh fall and like oh yeah. I need to learn my powers he just no I can fly yeah, I need to learn to control it, but I can fly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he loses control, and he ends up like flying into space practically, and then like yeah. passes out because there's no oxygen and falls back to Earth, um, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Like I preferred that to just the uh, you know falling and not able to fly. Yeah, jumping um, off the house and hitting the ground. But his dad decides he's going to be the one to teach him stuff and connect with him. And we get to meet some other heroes. We'll go into as he starts to connect with Team Team and other uh, heroes his own age. Um, but his father, Omni Man, as we said, is the greatest hero on Earth. Mm-hmm. He's an alien from another planet. He's a Viltrumite from Viltrium, um, and talks about. He tells. We see him telling Mark his backstory, mm-hmm. um, about the fact that he's the Viltrumites go out. They're superpowered beings, and they go out to other planets to help them, to help uh, their societies, their communities, to make the world's better places. Um, and he's the one that ended up on Earth. Hey, Yankee Benny, how's it going? Yeah, all new looking here. We're reshaking things up. Trying. Um, but yeah, so he tells him about this amazing stuff that they do, which is of course what inspires Mark. He wants to be a hero like his dad doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then everything starts to go downhill. As at the end of episode one, the Guardians of the Globe, other heroes we see fighting with Omni-Man at the very start, and um, who are literally the Justice League. Yeah, like literally a one to one. Literally one to one. There's a Superman esque character, a Wonder Woman, a Flash, a Green Lantern, an Aquaman, a and 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 there's also and and he actually so in one of the episodes, Omni Man goes down the list and start is talking about each individual one and the characteristics he's 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 giving to the characters. Or he's basically it's like a nod and a wink at the actual DC characters. Yeah, it's like literally no, we're just gonna use the Justice League and just change their names and look so that but it's clearly them. Um yeah. <clears throat> but they all get gathered to like their base and they all ask um the Batman character like, why did you call us here? And we followed him from like the what he was doing and he clearly got the call as well. He's like, I didn't Yeah. And then out of nowhere we see uh, Red Rush, their flash character, pushing the Superman allegory out the road as yeah. Omni-Man comes in with a punch and just misses. Yeah. We have no idea why, but he starts beating on him. And this is this is not even a fight. 
No. This is a massacre. Yeah, he r literally brutally murders the entire group. He destroys it, and it starts literally with him grabbing Red Rush's head between his hands and just crushes it. And that literally sets the tone of gore for this series. Yep. Um, and he does it with the rest of them. Like, he... like. Hey, Mountaineers coming in with their resub. Thank you so much. Another month as members of the Stan clan. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so he massacres them. He, like, decapitates one. He, like, cuts one in half. He, like, he literally brutally destroys... The Guardians of the Glow. Yeah, I seen there was no audio for that. I don't know why, Lock. Nothing's muted, so I don't know why it's... More tech issues! Yay! <laughs> Yay! For more of a reconciliation between... Yeah, and, uh... I was too. But, I mean... I think it is cool when they don't always necessarily wrap up stuff with a bow. You know? But, yeah, it's like... I'm not gonna lie. I don't want the stuff of Mark and Amber. Like that dragged on way too long for me. That's my one complaint Agreed. of the show. Like they dragged the backside out of it, and then at the very end, when it's like, "Oh my goodness, I was so worried that you literally broke up with him ten minutes ago." I know. Like just drop it. This has been dragging on for like four episodes. It's not enjoyable to watch. Well, and like when he reveals that he's he's like, "Dude, I'm invincible. This is why I've been like." I'm I'm literally saving people's lives. She's like, I don't care. Oh, I got so mad okay, at that. It's like, come on now. You would really say that in that why situation the, if that really happened. Why are you only like, telling no, me okay. now? I because I'm out with me instead of saving people's lives. It's like, really? Come but even on, like that, really? like, why are you only telling me now? It's like because I'm a superhero that's trying to keep a secret identity. <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. I did not like that. I'm like, oh, they, I was not a fan of that at all. And like, I I can see what they were trying to do with it, but. No. no. Mm. That was frustrating. But yeah, so the story for Omni Man turns out like he ends up killing the Guardians of the Globe. The whole story of Cecil and Damien Darkblood, the demon detective and stuff like that, is trying to find out what happened to the Guardians. Yeah, that was cool. I love that. But very life. early on, I think it's like episode two or three, they're pretty much like we know it was Omni Man. But we can't act on it yet. Because it's like what do we do? Yeah. We can't just come outright and challenge him. He's the most powerful man in If the Guardians couldn't stop him, what are we meant to freaking do? You know, like, what are we meant to to do to put this guy down? Like, so we're going yeah. to have to play it smart. So they literally have to keep it quiet. Like, Cecil, like, even, like, sends Damien Darkblood back to hell mm -hmm. to keep it quiet because he's like, we need to work this out smart. Yeah. Because um, it turns out, like, we we get his whole backstory of, like, he's, the Viltrumites aren't people that come and help. They're an empire that yeah, was no, literally I... forged in blood and massacre on their own planet. And they then went out and they were spreading themselves like they couldn't take over the universe as quick as they wanted. So what they did was starting to infiltrate one person to a planet. Yeah. And letting a Viltrumite destroy a planet at a time. Yeah, and then basically the goal was either subjection or we will annihilate the entire globe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I agree, Mountain Nerds. That's what I was getting ready to say. So at first, Cecil, I was like, this dude is a prick. Like, I don't like this. And I guess that was the point. They wanted you to not like him at first. Yeah. Like, 
in his own way, he definitely grew on me towards the end of the towards the end of the of the show. I'm like, oh yeah, a really good dude. <laughs> yeah, I loved Cecil. I, I thought he was a really good dude. He was such a great character and done so yeah. well. Like he, it'd be so easy for him to become just a generic like government guy who like who's getting in their way and you know how how dare you do this sort of stuff. But he wasn't like you could clearly see like yeah I'm doing stuff that's a bit shady and dodgy, but you understood why he was doing it. Yeah, you understood what he was playing. Like even like that, like getting rid of Damien Dartford. Like we can't have you out in him right now. Why he kept Debbie and Mark in the dark about it is like because really, I I can't afford this to blow up before we have to have it blow up. Yeah, because we're not ready for it, and it's like everything he did. I'm like that makes sense. That makes sense. I understand fully. Um. But yeah, it's like, so yeah, so Omni Man comes. He's a guy that's here to destroy Earth. This is his thing. Um, we also get a lot of backstory with Mark. Um, as we kind of talked about, let's talk into some of his stuff because we started talking about yeah. Amber and stuff and the relationship with Amber and Mark. Um, Amber's interesting because Amber's a character from the comics that they completely they gave so much more to. Mm-hmm. Um, because she was meant to be she's in the comics and she does date Mark for a little bit mm-hmm. but she's like she's barely in it she's a character that doesn't get a lot of build up a lot of time spent on her or anything like that um, she's also a character that they did um, race swap into the show which yeah. doesn't make a difference she was white in the comics and made her black doesn't yeah. change the character's attitude or personality in any way mm-hmm. um, I couldn't stick her by the end like I don't get me wrong, like Mark was completely in the wrong in a lot of situations. Yeah. Like he was a complete douche to her. He kept abandoning her. I know it was superhero yeah. stuff. There was a whole bunch of stuff like that, and it's like, it's like, would you two just break up already? Yeah. Like, I know. like you're being a crappy boyfriend, and you're letting them be a crappy boyfriend, and you're just holding a grudge against them. Like this is not entertaining. No, it's not. You're going to break up. Annoying. You're going to break up with her. He's going to end up with Adam Eve. If you can't see that from like the first episode, Adam Eve shows up, then you're an idiot. And, like that's clearly that's like clearly comic book set up right there. Like, hey, here's a hot superhero chick that you just happen to be fighting side by side with. Hmm, I wonder yeah. if they'll become a couple. You know what I mean? It's like it's clearly setting up them to be a couple. Yeah. It's like anyone with half a sense can see that so let's not waste time on like this will they won't the amber thing because it's just irritating and it's my one complaint about the show on a show that was so well done in every way yeah that just dragged on too long for I me just, I, I think for me and i know i said it earlier but just the reveal when he revealed when he was when he was invincible and she was like i don't care I'm like, you would not say that in real life that would not be a real conversation yeah your You'd boyfriend's like, oh, a superhero what's that it's like your boyfriend's a superhero. <laughs> I mean, you would you would maybe have still have a conversation about his time management skills, which they called out in the show. All right, well, let's see what we can do to to work around this. Not, I knew you were invincible, and I still don't care. That's no, no. I I did I hated that that twist. That yeah, so which I think what the only thing that made that worse was the fact of that right after they had that reveal and they split up, like he had the fight with Omni Man. And then after it, she comes running over to his house like, "Oh my goodness, I was so worried about you!" Like you literally just told this guy, "I know you're invincible. I already knew. I don't care." Yeah. Why the hell are you at his house? Yeah, yeah. Go away. Like he Leave literally, he has real friends who are here for him. Like even like William are literally there. Like, go away. <laughs> I like. I just. 
I don't know, it just it irked me so much. Like, it was not an enjoyable part of the show. Every time she was on screen, I was like, ah. can we just get him in the costume to go fight something again? Because at least he's away from her then. But yeah. if it went for like two episodes or something, fair enough. And she was just like kind of a background character, but they weren't dating. But yeah, the, the way it dragged out got to me. That's frustrating, yeah. Yeah. Although, shout out to his other like non heroed friends, though. I absolutely adore William. He was such a cool character, like his best friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the gay kid. I can't remember who, who voiced him. I can't remember. Like, he was hysterical. He was a brilliant character. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I agree. He was he was done so well. He was, like, he was a perfect um, connection for him. Um, Probably quite interestingly, and I don't get to say this often when it comes to comic book and superhero stuff, but it was interesting having a gay character who wasn't, like, that was his personality. Mm-hmm. Like, he was gay, but, like, but, okay, he's gay. Yeah, so, and you don't find that, you don't honestly find that out until, like, almost halfway, over halfway through the show, almost. Yeah, like, you find out his stuff, like, there's little hints and stuff, but, like, he properly, like, is a guy that you see in, like, uh, like, episode four or something, I think it yeah. is, that one happens. And it's, like, but I love the fact that's not his personality because comic book stuff is a really bad issue of like that. Hey, you're gay. This is your personality. Yeah, you're going this to, is who you are. Now. You're going to like, be gay in every way possible, you. every sort of way that you can think a gay person should act, whether or not it's stereotypical or actually how they would act. Yeah, you're going to do it. Yeah, um, it's nice that they created like he's just a dude. He's friends with Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's it. And I love the fact there wasn't yeah. like a weird like love angle there as well of automatically like oh he's a gay friend so he must like him as well. No, yeah, they're just friends. Yeah. Um, just I'm like, friends. I I love how they handled it because it's very rare for comic book stuff to handle that stuff well. Yeah, I um, agree. You know, having grown up in an era of like the nineties and early two thousands where that stuff wasn't handled well, mm-hmm. like you know, like just women in general, sexuality, race, all these things had so many issues in comics for so long. Um it was nice that it was handled well and his character was so enjoyable like he's yeah. he was brilliantly done like even the reaction when he finds out that Mark is invincible it was like and he just he does the whole fanboy freak out thing at it it's like that. oh my goodness yeah. you're a superhero that's, that's hilarious it's like it's so well done and then of course we have Mark makes friends with the teen team who become guardians of the globe uh, some interesting stories with them as well Um. And that's when we get a lot of the great kind of background stuff happening because mm-hmm. we start off with characters such as um like robot voiced exquisitely i may say by zachary quinto yeah brilliantly done by zachary from quinto heroes fame from heroes and from um, star trek that's true but he did a magnificent job as robot dude he was awesome uh, which we'll get into his story a little bit later because his story isn't all that it seems and mm-hmm. uh, then we had who was it that voiced him Rex Explodes oh it was the uh, Jason uh, Manzukas. I don't I know if I probably butchered his last name but he's a he's a comedy actor but he did an awesome job yeah he did an awesome job of playing like let's put it you know the jackass sort of character that Rex Explode is who we also see like is dating at Eve at the very start of the show and then like sleeps with another one of their colleagues duplicate three of her <laughs> yeah it's like well they don't sleep together but they have some sexy shower time and he comes out and then she comes out and then she comes out and then she comes out and 
So I, I will say I really like the way that they did uh, the new roster for the Guardians of the Globe or the Teen Team or whatever they want to call them. Mm. Like they're heroes, but they like some of them are jerks. Mm. <laughs> you know, like yeah. they're real people that just happen to have superpowers. You know. Yeah, like I love the fact that they all have proper characters and stuff, and they all—they're yeah. all interesting. Like Rex is interesting, even though he is a jackass. Like, uh, like some of the other characters that come in, like a uh, one that I absolutely love, and you spend a good bit of time on is Monster Girl, mm-hmm. who's like a little girl who shows up for the additions and turns into this big beast, and then you find out like every time she turns into the monster, she de-ages. Yeah. So she's actually like what was it like twenty-four or something, but she looks like she's like eight. Yeah, because every time she turns into it, she was, uh, he was still beaking the new Ducktales. Oh, was he nice? I did oh, not know that one. I haven't seen the new Ducktales. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've not seen all of it though. Um, but yeah, so like you get, she's a phenomenal character who becomes a big player in it and a big personality. Um, duplicate. I'll be honest, she's kind of just there. She's agreed. Agreed. <laughs> she's a background of a background character. Mm-hmm. Yes, the coolest thing is her in fight scenes the fact that like every duplicate seems to get killed. Yeah. And she just always makes one just in time to save herself. Um who was Got it? Time now it ended. Yeah. Who's the Is it Shrinking Ray? Yeah, like, Shrinking Ray. The girl called Ray who could like shrink down. Like Shrinking Ray. Some of the names of these characters are amazing as well. Yeah. Um She again was a kind of more background character, but she was kinda of cool. Powers are cool, extra member of the team. And then the other big personality that came into the new Guardians was Black Samson. Mm-hmm. I cannot stick Black Samson even when he's meant to be in good terms. Like yeah. that last episode when like freaking Rex Blood goes to wash the last of the Guardians' blood off their base. I didn't get that. I, I didn't get that. No, it's like he goes off at him and stuff like that, and then the whole Guardian, the rest of the Guardians, all like standing, hanging as if they're going to go. I'm like, okay, now we're like a team. I'm like, we've just been a jackass. That did, that did nothing. I'm yeah. like he was so awful the only character arc he had is that he used to be part of the guardians mm-hmm. and no longer was because he didn't have powers um and so he had like like mechanical enhancements so like it was like a iron man suit but it was mostly like his chest and arms so kind of like jacks from yeah. uh, from mortal Kombat. it was like mostly mm-hmm. the arms and stuff and then they had a big fight with like a crime boss and like his lackeys that he'd hired one of them being yeah. battle beast who lived up to his name, dude? And somehow, that was and somehow, the most we'll f- brutal fight. Yeah, that that character I want to see back again, dude. That that for real. I think for me that scene. I know we're kind of like going all over the place, but that scene where Battle Beast is fighting the whole Guardians of the Globe, and he just wrecks shop on everybody, including Invincible. Yeah, like I think that's more brutal than when I mean killed the whole like superhero team. That just yeah. the brutality of that fight was. Just, oh yeah, Ooh. it was it was really rough. But like somehow during that fight, like Black Samson gets a crap beat out of him mm-hmm. and gets his powers back. Never yeah. fully properly explained. He just does. Nope. Yeah, and, and I didn't understand it at the at that time it happened, like that he had gotten his powers back. I was like, oh no, I thought he died. <laughs> I thought he died at the end of that. I legitimately thought he'd been folded, yeah. like literally folded. Yeah, and but yeah, so the new Guardians have got some interesting stories. We'll go into. Um, do you want to start trying to take it kind of like episode by episode a little bit then and talk about? Yeah, we can do that. The beats of it, just because we are kind of jumping all over the place. I want to kind of let's straighten out a little bit because we've talked characters, yeah. we've talked voice actors. We've kind of gone over the first episode. I mean, the first episode is just an introduction of the of the nuclear family, Omni Man, his mom, and and Mark, 
and then the the backstory of Omni Man killing the Guardians of the Globe. Like, what's yeah, up with that? like that's the introduction to that and setting up that yeah. Omni Man's not quite what he seems. Which I was really intrigued that they did that at the end of Episode One because that doesn't happen until like Volume Three of the comic. Mm-hmm. Um, off subject, had to laugh when you mentioned Jet. I just remember something Kano says in the new movie. Mm-hmm. That's a Dude, whole. Kano is awesome in that movie. He's the only thing awesome in that new movie. That he's movie one was... of the only things awesome. There are a couple other things, but yeah, that movie was rubbish. That movie was awful. <laughs> it was so freaking bad. Like that's a whole other talk. I'm it's not going to get that. The original Mortal Kombat's might rival this one. Like, oh, oh, the the first better. one first being better. Like, don't get me wrong, Annihilation is still awful, but the first Mortal oh, Kombat from the '90s is better than this. I will stand on that mountain. I will stand on it. Like it's... I might have to agree with you. I don't know. I gotta watch the new one again. It's it's, um, it's just better. That's a whole rant for another time. We're not gonna get any Mortal yeah, Kombat because that's a that's a ranting episode in itself. So the first one again, introduction of the Graysons and uh, Omni Man murdered the entire basically Justice League. Uh, the second episode goes into okay, we need to figure out why he did this, and this is the introduction of Cecil Walter, uh, played by Walter Goggins, who's mm-hmm. the head of this organization. Um, that basically helps the superheroes and helps monitor those superheroes and give them the technology that they need to do their jobs. There's this huge uh, invasion from this alien race on Earth, and that's where you kind of get to see Invincible coming into his own. That was so uh, good. Working, yeah, kind of working with the Guardians of the Globe. Uh, Invincible gets suited up in his new suit. Yeah. Um, I think for the first time. Um, and, and you know earlier in the episode it showed him trying to do a little bit of crime fighting and his dad's trying to help him out and then he meets Mark Hamill's character who's basically you know the, the outfitter literal outfitter of all the superheroes he provides their superhero suits um, but yeah so that, that the, basically the nutshell of, of episode 2 is basically here's Invincible and here's what he can do and he's being trained basically by his dad yeah absolutely like oh, I'm just pulling up the episode listen just so I can uh, so. yeah one of the cool things about yeah, oh the, so yeah what's the way that happens and so like all the stuff of like him like doing the training with his dad that's all still episode one so episode two oh, yeah, the yeah, alien right, invasion right. yeah so the reason it happens is because the guardians are out but omni-man's actually down he's down after the fight mm. and he's out of commission so mark goes in and tries to like um basically fend off these invading aliens and learns like it's not just as simple as jumping into a fight and being a hero like he is getting ripped apart like even the old lady he tries to he tries to save people they die he tries to save this old lady and she gets massacred and he tries to take her to a hospital and stuff yeah (laughs) and it's like and that's when like the new guardians who are the team team at the time like show up and start doing the fight start kind of taking on these aliens who are really cool like their world is like uh time runs faster so like it's they end up like dying of old age when they're in our world yeah it's it's hilarious like, like they, they play for laughs a little bit it's pretty funny and they like they retreat to their world and they then come back and it's like because like it went so badly that fight like they literally only won because they had to retreat and then yeah. they come back and it's like they've had a day how can they do amass all this stuff in a day and they're like well yeah it's been decades for them they've had yeah. decades to plan for another invasion and then it comes down to um, I think a third invasion and they find out like it's the devices on the arms are like stopping their aging so they have to destroy those uh, Mark sees uh, Adam Eve getting like beat down by them 
and like releases this rage that he's got lays into them and starts beating them and then as one starts to beat into him Omni-Man shows back up awake again and we get our second hint that Omni-Man isn't quite the hero Yeah, as he basically takes the last of them through their portal and goes to their world and destroys it yeah so the way that the way that it's shown on on tv he just disappears and then it goes back to you know mark and his mom talking about them and they're not worried his mom's like yeah he'll be back for dinner type stuff like this happens all the time yeah meanwhile omni man is on their universe and he's he's been there for like eight months and he is literally murdering every single person on the planet and destroying the planet at the same time he he literally commits genocide on them it's like it's and he's he's doing it with so much simplicity but i don't want to say so much glee because there's no enjoyment of it but like it's just like yeah this is what you deserve like he's handing out a punishment like how dare you and even kind of references it it's a very like i'm doing this for a specific reason type thing yeah and even kind of references it of like that I'm doing this because you dare to step onto my planet, mm-hmm. but not as like a defender. But it's our first hint of like, a, this is like, this is my bounty. This yeah. is my yeah. planet. I'm taking it. You're not going to take it from under me, sort of thing. Yep. Which is a really interesting, um, sort of thing. Um, as we then talked about going into episode three, we start getting the building of the new Guardians of the Globe. They start to take their position and they're starting to train. Um, while they're doing that, um. Mark and Adam Eve are called into a fight because Mark's not being part of the new Guardians because his dad wants to train him. And Adam Eve refuses because of all the stuff with Rex and Duplicate. Which makes sense. So Walter says, well, they're all still in training and preparing themselves for this. I need you two to come in and fight this guy who's like at Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, delving into that, he then has to... He started dating Amber... Um, and has to leave her his first time kind of leaving her when she's come over to study um, and while that's all going on we also get hints of like Omni-Man doing like the funeral and the speech for the Guardians at their funeral yeah um, and we start to really delve more into Damien Darkblood he's kind of shown up a little bit but we now start to see more of him mm-hmm. as he delves into he's, he's basically confident from the get go that Omni-Man's the only survivor so he's the one that did it yeah, it's very quick that he suspects Omni Man as the as the dude who did it. Yeah, and then also starts to visit Debbie as well. It starts to kind of hint to her and put the idea in her head that maybe Omni Man's not who he seems to be. Yeah, and just from a visual perspective, a visual storytelling perspective, anytime he shows up, before you even see him, you see the other characters like they'll they'll start shivering and then they start blowing out like the what do you? Oh yeah, like your breath. the breath gets cold, like the like room's gotten cold freezing, in the room, and then, and then you just see him appear like behind something. It's so cool. I, just that little teeny visual clue of of him showing up was really. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, so that was a really interesting kind of introduction to him, and he starts Debbie on her kind of journey of finding out what happened and really mm-hmm. starting to suspect Omni Man of being the one that did it. Yeah. Uh, episode four. Then takes a bit of a turn as Omni-Man's refusing to kind of work for Cecil. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mark says he will end basically a company astronauts going to Mars. Um, as they take a trip to Mars and to try and make sure they're okay and they're protected and safe. Mm-hmm. Um, as they're doing that, they of course get kidnapped. Of course. 
um, and actually introduces something that's going to be a bigger factor in the next couple of seasons, I believe, which is like I can't remember what they're called. They're like face hugger type things, like yeah, little yeah, yeah. things that attach to people. Um, they're being kind of kept at bay on Mars because Martians are like shapeshifters. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever they attach to them, the Martians shapeshift their face and they're unable to get away from it. But um, like now that humans have landed on Mars, there's the risk of them basically being able to leave and take them with yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we actually see that happening. Like one of them doesn't get back onto the ship or gets onto the ship infected. I wasn't really sure how that kind of worked, but yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I don't know how that worked, but there's definitely a shapeshifter on the on the ship when it returns. Yeah, because everybody seems to come back, but yet there's a human that's still on Mars that's clearly infected, and you see. Kind of at the end of the series, they start hinting that there's an army being produced of these things. They're starting to find hosts, so that's going to become a factor in the upcoming seasons, yeah. I believe. Um, so that's kind of like a little step away from everything, a little introduction into mm-hmm. other stuff, because um, you also get like Omni-Man takes Debbie away, and they go on a date and stuff like that, and go off and do their own thing. Um, but he's trying to basically convince her that he's still who he says he is. In the last few episodes, he's really had his temper coming through mm-hmm. and his true personality of this dominant, domineering sort of attitude yeah. is starting to come in through and it's like the facade's starting to crack now that Mark's powers are showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a real change in him and she's very aware of it. Yeah. So he takes her away, tries to like win her over, tries to show her everything. Like here's where we went for our day, and like you even see like uh, Cecil's people fighting with like a dragon or something in the background, mm-hmm. or and he's like he refuses to get involved because he's with her, and it's that thing of like it starts off looking like it's really good intentioned, but it's not. It's clearly you can see there's something more going on. Yeah, and like hindsight, looking back on that scene, I'm like, oh yeah, he doesn't care about anybody there. Yeah, he literally doesn't care about the people like fighting the All dragon. He cares about is, is keeping this facade up between him and his him and his earth wife. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's that simple, and it's like he literally like, people are dying behind him, and like, and he legitimately doesn't care. Yeah. He honestly couldn't care less. So, all right. So, happened in episode five. Mm-hmm. All right. So the so the the detective work by Dark Blood is is in full motion, right? So that now we get introduced to this new character who who was actually introduced earlier on in the series named Titan, who's mm. basically a criminal under 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 not under boss, but a, a, basically a criminal. Yeah, he's a henchman. Um, he's a henchman for hire sort of thing. At least. Yeah, and he's he's basically he's um he ha- he works for what's that guy Machine Head? Is Machine Head, yeah. Yeah, he works for Machine Head, who is the boss of the city that they live in, the criminal boss basically that 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 they live in and he basically enlists mark to try to help him to get out from under this dude because he wants to help his daughter mark sees that he has a family and he's really trying to get out of the crime and just just be with his daughter and stuff like that so basically he goes with titan to confront (laughs) machine head um and machine head introduces them to a group of supervillains led by this dude named the battle beast I will say episode five is probably one of my favorite episodes. It's one of the best episodes in the season. It's one of the best Absolutely. episodes. Absolutely. Um, so what then transpires is just absolute carnage. Battle Beast wrecks shop on everyone. The rest, let's, it, let's be honest, the rest of the henchmen are not needed. 
No, they're not. There's dude made of lava. <laughs> there's, uh, there's another dude. I don't know. Anyways, it, Battle Beast, who basically looks like, who looks like a Thundercat with a huge mace, and just add like a thousand pounds, basically, yeah. and super Superman level strength, like legit. Yeah. So he's, he's basically as strong as Superman. Anyways, he proceeds to it, what what looks like murder several of the Guardians of the Globe. Including Invincible, like it looks like he like straight up murders him. Yeah, he slams the mace down in his chest and basically opens up his stomach. It's, oh. I mean, it's brutal, dude. It is freaking brutal. It is brutal. He is so freaking like legit against him. Like it looks like Monster Girl dies. It looks like Black Samson dies. Mm-hmm. Invincible is like near death. Yeah, which is so effed up as well because he's looking up. And you see Omni Man kind of in his blood vision. Omni Man's yeah. watching down, like his dad's watching this happen to him. Yeah. And it's that thing of like, is he imagining it or is he actually there? And it's yeah. never answered, but you're pretty confident he's there. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's just it's so messed up. They manage to they don't even defeat him. They just manage to kind of chase him off. Well, no, he just goes. You know, this isn't worth it because they're not. This is not worth it because they they're so beneath me, like talent wise. I'm just gonna leave, and he just portals out. He's like, peace. <laughs> yeah, but they kind of chase him off with that because it's, he does a thing like, oh, you're not even worth my time, sort of thing, and yeah. it's like, and he he just leaves, and I'm like, dude, it's hilarious. You could have literally murdered them. Um, oh yeah, no doubt about it. But uh, in the process of it, like the big crime boss gets taken out as well. Machine Head, who is a really cool character, like his voice work is amazing because they make it all distorted yeah. and mechanical and like kind of techno vibe sort of sound at points and it's like it's very cool does his voice i'm trying to find how it does but he ends up le- getting taken out like literally pff, destroyed and during the final fight when like invincible's lying they're dying like titan says like yeah i'm out titan yeah. who's enlisted him in this is basically like, yeah i'm done see you and takes off and you find out at the end of the episode probably one of the biggest twists of the season is that the guy that was like the big issue that was working with Machine Head that they were trying to get rid of so he wouldn't like assist them like teleport out or anything like that yeah. is actually working with Titan and Titan becomes the new crime boss of the city yeah and yeah. I was like see when he walked into that office his family walks into that office and he's standing there in the suit mm-hmm. I was literally like dude no yeah. way yeah. I did not see that coming. Like I, I thought he'd have just abandoned the principle. I thought, yeah, he's still a jackass at heart. <laughs> but no, you had a plan. You literally managed to enlist the heroes to take out the crime boss so you take could take your the position. Yeah, like Jeffrey Donovan, Machine Head. That's mm, who voices him. He's phenomenal at it, and it's Dude, like awesome. It's like, oh man, like, that was that was such a cool twist, and and then we get also like as part of that we get the the latest in the Amber saga. Um, of like his last attempt of him like failing to show up so many times and missing dinner with the family. She works at a soup kitchen, and um, so basically come and help, come and be there, be part of it, show that you actually care, um, and even yeah. invite Eve to come as well. Um, I know her name's Stephanie, and Atomy is just a hero name. I'm just going to keep calling her Eve because she barely gets called Stephanie at any point. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so she ends up going there and helping, and they actually start getting a little bit of a friendship as well because she starts asking her questions, like Eve questions about Mark, because the two of them hang out all the time, unbeknownst to her, the fact of like they're both superheroes, so that's why they spend so much time together. Mm-hmm. Um, and she ends up getting the call basically that Mark's almost dead. Um, 
and basically says to her that if he wished he could be here but she yeah. has to go and check in it and doesn't really reveal what's happened at that point because what do you say in that moment you know it's like a giant alien cat with a mace beat your maybe boyfriend he basically disemboweled me in front of everybody <laughs> it's like so of course the next episode starts off with everyone being rushed to the hospital mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah he's medevaced literally Mark is medevaced out <laughs> because amazingly nobody's dead like, they're close to dead but Black Samson doesn't die in fact he gets his powers back as we mentioned still haven't explained that still no. don't even know what his powers are just know he's got them back now uh, Invincible survives not surprisingly he's half Ultramite so of course he survives he's got his dad's yeah. DNA Mm-hmm. Um, Monster Girl's kind of hit and miss for a while. Like it looks like she might not make it. Like I mean, in the show, it shows like when she is the monster, half of the face is missing. Like half of his face is gone. But when she yeah. goes back to the girl, it just she got hit in the head really hard. But she's legit brain damage. Like yeah, broken she's like facial facial bones, everything. Um, and this is where we really start to get the really play out of um, robots mm-hmm. kind of story. Yeah. It's been hinted at a few times throughout the show that he kind of likes um, Monster Girl. Because mm-hmm. um, there's kind of hints as well that Rex might like her as well, and they kind of have like a bit of banter with each other. But yeah. but it starts to really get hinted at that Robot really likes her. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start to wonder like how, and you see like he really takes it hard when she goes down and is looking near death in the last yeah. episode. Um, so he ends up sending like one of his other like duplicates, one of his other robots, to go and like find this. Was it like his rare flower or something like that? And just literally shows up and the thing collapses, and then he walks in the room and realizing like it wasn't him; it was just one of his other like bodies. Yeah. <clears throat> Went and got this, and this can be used to help pull her back and all this stuff. And um, so while that's going on, they're all healing. Basically, Mark decides like I need a break. Mm-hmm. Um, so William is going to college to check out a college and hang out with his boyfriend big uh, buff dude I can't remember his name but uh, try to see if it says here no I can't see the name there now um, but basically he goes to if you are hungry check the fridge Neo no that's a dad joke and a half that wow. Wow. if you are hungry check the fridge <laughs> Wow, Neil. Wow. You should see yourself out, Neil. Oh, dad joke alert. <laughs> but, yeah, so they go to the college and he has to go with Amber because he's he, he's trying to look at a life with her. He's trying... He's, I feel bad for Mark because I feel like part of him is legitimately trying. He honestly wants to have a life with her. He's honestly trying really to is, have some like, sort of normalcy. But he's just same, one of the most powerful people on the earth and he has a responsibility. Yeah, he's a hero. It's like that, you know, it's a not to steal the Spider-Man thing, but great power comes great responsibility. You are literally yeah. one of the most powerful beings on the planet. It's like you you kind of have a responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they go like with uh, William's boyfriend, they go and take some classes and stuff and sit in with him and he's doing like psych stuff. I blame Facebook. <laughs> Don't blame Facebook, Neil. You brought it here. You're, you're as much to blame, sir. <laughs> Just saying. Um... But yeah, so it's like they end up going to college and weird, creepy. I'm obviously the villain, not a villain guy. Um, sitting up the back, talking about pushing the human body beyond its limits. How the body's like 
fallible, how it's going to fail, and how you can upgrade the body and all this stuff. You know, your yeah. typical mad scientist you get in superhero sci-fi stuff, who's basically like machines better than organic. Yeah, there's always one. Um, and basically, you find out he's like kidnapping people off campus and turning them into these cyborg creatures. It's voiced uh, by um, <clears throat> what's his face, the dude who played Flash in Justice League. What's his name? Mm. Ezra Miller. Yeah, that's it. He's voiced by Ezra Miller, that dude, that crazy. Yeah, thing. so he is. I forgot about that actually, but yeah, yes. Um. So he ends up creating these cyborgs and stuff like that, and I kind of like this episode. But what I'm about to go into, this is the episode where Mark is the douchiest he has been yeah. the entire season, and it's. Any person with any good person would not do this. I'm just saying, like, I get what the situation he's in, but he wouldn't do this. So Amber's basically one of these cyborgs attacks. And Mark, of course, disappears, goes and changes into his invincible outfit, comes back to fight it, saving William, thankfully, because he was about to get murdered. Because he attempts to, I think, distract one from his boyfriend, and it's like, and the thing charges him. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, which I love the fact of like he's literally standing over him like holding this thing and William's in the ground looking up and goes Mark <laughs> Mark <laughs> like which I love the fact of like yeah because if you know the person and you're that close to them yeah you're, you're going know. to recognize who, who they are like you know not that I'm going to give that movie any compliments but it's like the one thing that Green Lantern movie got right yeah when Hal's standing in front of Carol and she goes Hal <laughs> and like yeah. you're covering this part of your face how would you expect me not he's to he's literally know you? got an outfit on and a, 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 just a small thing covering his eyes it's the same person I know it's like so with that like, I'm kind of like I love the fact that he got that but yeah um, during that freaking Amber thinks he's he just abandoned them which I'm like if you know he's a superhero as you clearly say that you did later yeah it's like oh, you just abandoned us like no I went to get changed exactly I'm like you know, it's like, seriously, you said it, you realised it, like, unless you realised it after this point, which I don't know what he did afterwards, that would have done that, but, so he goes into a stupor, Amber gets invited to a party by some dude who she kind of wants to hook up with, but it turns out he's got a girlfriend, so why the heck did he invite her to the party? We'll never know. I know, I know, right? That doesn't make any (laughs) sense either. To get her out the road, (laughs) what's happened next? Because William's boyfriend goes to pick up some drinks and stuff to go to the store, um, he's on FaceTime with William at the time and then the phone goes dead. Because see it coming a million miles away, like, yep, he's, oh, getting, yeah. he's getting snatched. Um, he then goes to tell his best friend, who he has just found out is a superhero, hey, my boyfriend just went dead on the cam here. It's like, I'm really worried. Can you go check on him? And basically gets told, he'll be fine. I can't worry about that right now. I need to go and check yeah. on Amber, this girl who I have ignored for literally everything in the world. Yeah, I'm pretty not, much. I'm not going to ignore so that I can help my best friend whose boyfriend might be in trouble. Who might be getting murdered right now. I like, And he just goes off and I'm like, really? You're going to be that big of a douche right now? Really? Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Your best friend is just like, my boyfriend might be murdered. He might have just been snatched and killed by someone. You know, bearing in mind, they have literally just fought a cyborg earlier that day. Yeah. It's like, and don't know who's behind it. There's clearly other stuff going on here. Um, So, William, being the awesome character he actually is, decides, I'm going to go investigate myself. Yeah. 
and goes and finds <laughs> where he was probably snatched to and finally calls Mark and Mark goes to ignore the call and goes to almost blow him off again. I'm like, seriously, dude? You literally told him, call me if you find him. He's now calling you. Like, seriously? Really, dude? It's like, you're a superhero. Be super. <laughs> and meanwhile, this this um, evil scientist, Zach, uh, Zach Miller, Zach Miller, right? Mm. Ezra Miller. I don't know why I said Zach Miller. Ezra Miller is basically dismembering Zach people Miller. and putting them together as different cyborgs. Yeah, Invincible finally goes in there and he gets attacked by like three of them. So you you get the hint of like, oh, he's clearly been doing this for a while. Uh, you find William is like strapped up down there, so he's going to be the next experiment. One of the cyborgs comes in and it's clearly uh, the boyfriend who's been turned into a cyborg. I. D- <laughs> I do love the fact, although when he's starting to go into stuff like that, it's like that. Remember, it's me, it's William. You know, we started dating this, we went and we had sex over here, and it was the best night of my life, and I love the guy's reaction to it. It was like, whoa, that's a bit too much information there, thank you. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, you're literally just laying it all out in the line, and hoping this somehow breaks through to him, but apparently it works, and the guy wakes up, invincible, I'm not going to lie, is completely useless, because he's literally getting his butt whooped by like three of these things. And it isn't until like the boyfriend like changes and like wakes up properly and takes them out, and that it all stops. Invincible then releases William and he goes and grabs Ezra Miller's character and like starts beating the utter snot out of. <laughs> and when he gets up and tries to run away, like Invincible like backhands him and like snaps his jaw off. Yeah, and, like it was kind of horrific <laughs> when you see them after because like oh that looked nasty. Ooh, ooh that looks really nasty. <laughs> Chosel it down here. Yeah, he basically destroys his face. Yeah, like literally destroys his face. Um, so that's interest. That was an interesting episode because it kind of takes us on a little bit of a different detour. And the the B story to that one is Debbie, pretty much confirms. Uh, what we've all known at this point that Omni Man is the killer. Like she takes it to Art, like who does the costumes and stuff, and he looks over it. Um, cause yeah, he was hiding the costume, and Debbie finds it like hidden in the house, and is able to smuggle it to him. Um, and he confirms that the all the blood on it are some are his, some are the guardians, and the yeah. uh, the blood that was on the suit first was the stuff on the fist. So from the first shot, it was thrown by him. Um, so she goes to that. He also then gets visited by Nolan. Um, who kind of like. <laughs> The whole episode, you're just like, yeah, Art's gonna die. Art's gonna die. We don't see him dead, but there's a good chance he's dead. Yeah. Because he goes to, like, have a beer with him and is very kind of like, what's going on? Why are you being oh so gosh, nervous, was, like, My heart was pounding, like, 900 miles an hour during that I'm scene. like, oh, you're so dead. He's gonna murder you. Um, But we didn't see it, so I don't know officially if Art's dead yet or not. If he's alive, I'll be really shocked, though. But... So we're going into the next, the last episode, which is basically kind of like a kind of two-parter. Um, let me see. Oh yeah, before we get into that as well, though, let's talk about robot story. Yeah, let's do that. So, yeah, do you want to go into robot story? Because I've been talking for a bit. You can. Do you want to give robot story? 
or do you want yeah, me to? Yeah, and I, I'm going to have to step out just for a quick second in like five, ten minutes. Sorry, I have a delivery coming that was not supposed to come right now, and I'm the only person here. So sorry oh. about that, dude. No worries, man. Um, yeah, so robot uh, from the beginning of the from the beginning of the show, he's he looks just like a robot, but there are hints. There are hints that he's more than that. Like everybody, there's there's this one conversation that they're having where the guardians of the globe like continually are basically saying, "You're just a robot. What do you care?" And like you can tell that he, there's definitely something more there other than the robot. Mm-hmm. So it's slowly revealed that the robot is basically just the the physical avatar of this. I don't know what you want to call it, dude it's it's basically it's a it's a it's an adult dude yeah he's in a he's in a deformed body and he's encapsulated in this it's a mutation like, like he's not that much bigger than like a fetus like or like a newborn yeah. baby like he's still at that size and he's his body's all deformed and disfigured and he's basically in a vat of stuff that's keeping him alive yeah he's in house he's encased in this like biomechanical suit where he can telepathically control the robot basically yeah because like, um, even though his body's messed up he's like a genius level intellect yeah yeah so what he's been trying to do is he's been getting samples of blood from rexplode who's on the guardians of the galaxy um to try to basically build a new body for himself which which brings in some more characters called the maulers who were introduced i love in the, the maulers episode. yeah dude they're awesome they were introduced in the first episode so basically they have the uh, they have the ability to clone themselves they're in crazy and the thing is, they're crazy intelligent, like very smart, but also dumb at the same time. Like I don't, I don't know how that. Yeah, like, that are like in practical sense, but crazy intelligent when it comes to like science and stuff like that. They're big meatheads, but like they're experts at the cloning technology. Yeah, yeah. So basically, robot or his um, the actual guy, uh, Rudy. Rudy is his name. Yeah, um, Rudy. Yeah, he basically hires them to build him a new body, construct a new physical body for himself using Rexplode's DNA. Um, and in, in exchange for that, they will give them, he will give them plans to like a control collar, which they'll be able to use on anybody that they want to control that person, right? Um, so basically, towards the end of the series, Re- uh, Rudy basically has them build a new body. It's this kid, maybe like 10, 11, 12 years old, the same age as a monster girl. Um, but again, this is a full-grown adult, Rudy, right? He's a full-grown man, but he, he made himself a body of just like a kid so he can kind of relate with Monster Girl because he really likes her. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so that, I mean, that's basically the story of Rudy. Uh, not Rudy. Yeah, Rudolph, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, but Robot. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's Robot's story, so we find out there's this whole backstory of him. He's trying to get them to make the body the maulers are amazing um but yeah and like i do love the fact as well of like once he gets into the new body like even the way they explain the cloning of like it's not like a your mind's going to be transferred in there it's like it's almost like you're split so like you're going to be in that body but you're also going to be in your old body yeah and they said that's what we do as the maulers so because like we look exactly the same because we never know because like no one wants the clone only causes problems Mm-hmm. said so the problem is though with your case it's like it's it's obvious yeah who the who the clone is and who's the original yeah and then the original basically puts a, a copy of his mind into this body knowing that he's going to die which is something i've always been intrigued with with cloning stuff because i've always said that like people talk about doing cloning stuff and i'm like but it's not you it's someone taking your place mm-hmm. and it literally kind of goes into that and that's the fact of like well robot is like 
is not setting up a new body for himself to take that place. He's setting a replacement that has his memories. Because the original robot dies, like the original character, that deformed body with his original mind dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and this new one takes his place. And and there's a little hints like, she did, like Monster Girl's not really... It's kind of taking it all in at first because it's a lot of information. And then when they start to see like the big Omni-Man fight and this massive like beatdown happening... Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, she takes his hand, so there's clearly an interest there from both sides. Yeah, which will be interesting to see that explored, because they're both in kind of like younger bodies, but at the same time they're both adults. Mm-hmm. Like she's in her twenties, she's like twenty four, and I'm assuming he's about the same, like twenty something, and he's thirties sort of age. Hey, dude, I gotta step away just for one second. I'll be right back. Yeah, no worries, man. No worries. Go for it. Yeah, let me. Let me go solo cam just while he's away, and um, just pull it up. But yeah, so it's like it's it's definitely interesting. Like his story is definitely an intriguing one to add in because from the get go they kind of hint that robots up to something, but you don't really know what he's up to, and um, like taking the DNA and the blood and all of that. So it's a really interesting kind of take on the story. Um, but from there we're going to dive into the last couple of episodes because the last couple of episodes is when everything kind of comes to a head. Um, because all the stuff with Amber takes place so Mark um, is basically in a bit of a stupor because like Amber's left, he's in a depression and stuff so he ends up going uh, to find Adam Eve who we've not really talked about her story but in her story um, like after she leaves like the new guardians and she doesn't really stick around with them she goes and creates like basically like a treehouse somewhere um, and she le- leaves her parents home and stuff like that. Her parents are very against her being a hero and stuff. Um, so she ends up leaving there and building her own treehouse. And her powers are to like manipulate things and can change the. I think it's like change matter and alter it to a certain extent. So she can like literally provide a lot of help to people. And uh, so she's flying around trying to assist people and all that. And Mark ends up going to find her. Um and talk to her because it's one of his closest friends the two of them have became really close so he goes to talk to her about everything that's going on about all the stuff that's taking place about all the stuff with Amber and while that's going on it basically comes out that Omni-Man killed the Guardians like all of that comes to a head like at the very end of the previous episode we see Debbie stepping into the stepping up to Nolan and basically asking him why did you do it you know um, hey you want a sec put this here you're back cannot hear you yep sorry I had myself on mute sorry about that guys I apologize no worries hey Mallet welcome on in yeah we're talking invincible um, so I just seen dude um just kind of wrapped up that little bit about Robot and then like we're going into the last couple of episodes um, and I was just saying so we've kind of got over the Amber stuff uh, Mark goes off in one because she's broke up with him and um, speaking a little bit about what happened with Adam Eve like when she left the Guardian she her parents never wanted her to be a hero so they start giving her crap at home so she leaves and she's got like matter manipulation power so she ends up building herself like this little treehouse home Dude, that treehouse home is legit though I would it's love sweet. to live there yeah, it, it really is sweet. Um, so she goes around trying to help people she's believing she can do a lot more good 
Taibo Arrow, thank you for coming in with that follow. Welcome to the Comic Clan. This is the way. Good to see <laughs> you. This is the way. Yeah, yeah Mallet, the tree is awesome, sweet. Yes. I would die to have a house like that. <laughs> so she has like matter manipulation power. So she's now like, I'm going to go and actually try and help people and try and do all this stuff. Um, say hi, Mallet. I saw you in Heroic Dictator stream earlier. Yeah, Neo. Yeah, he was over there as well. Um, but yeah, so he goes to help to talk to her because they've gotten really close over the season and stuff like that and she became one of his mm -hmm. best friends so he starts talking to her until the end of the episode that's basically the Mark stuff done it's just him moping yeah and getting told get over yourself basically um, on the other side of things at the end of the last episode though um, Debbie confronts Nolan she mm. confronts Omni-Man and basically like why did you do it yeah and basically puts her cards out on the table like I know you killed them yeah and he's like he basically doesn't totally deny it but he's trying to explain why he's trying to explain yeah, why he did it yeah the one way that she or one of the main ways she found out was he when when, when Ami Man came out of the hospital after he had, he had the brake speed off him when he killed the guardians they kept his costume I don't know if we already went over this did we already go over this we talked a lot about it like he grabbed the costume and she took it to him yeah. to art yeah, to get checked out he basically stashed it in his house because he didn't want anybody finding it. And she found it one day while she was cleaning, and that's when she, yeah, that's when she went and got it done. So yeah. Hey, Billet, how's it together. going? Welcome on in, Billet. Good to see you. Yeah, can we just talk about, by the way, how stupid it is that the most powerful man in the world took the evidence that he had beaten the Guardians to death and stashed it in his home? You yeah. could have, you could have flown that to the sun and thrown it in, in there, but you yeah. kept no, it. Let me put it on top of my kitchen cabinet. <laughs> It's like really <laughs> come on dude yeah i agree mallet super brave sandra O did cr oh yeah 100 percent. it's like and can i say can i shout out as well because i heard someone talking about it as well like in the comics debbie doesn't really have that big of a personality and role you don't get to know her as well as you do in the show mm -hmm. like after all the stuff comes out with omni man she basically her her personality trait is basically alcoholic she gets really okay. drunk and gets into it but like Sandra O took this role and ran with it and absolutely killed it Dude, like, she, she, awesome, man. she literally stands up to the most powerful being on the planet and gets right in his face about it yep and it's like and then and then I love the fact that she gets up in his face and then turns her back and walks up the stairs to bed and I'm like you've just got in the face of this unstable powerhouse and turned your back on I'm like he could murder yeah. you like that yeah without even blinking um so yeah, so he, she's confronted him. So this next episode is basically, oh yeah, I bet you just woke up. Bullet is like <laughs> practically morning for you. It's like he's over in Australia. Ah. And Did I, sorry, I had to do it. Wow, wow. <laughs> All the hey, Australians man. are unsight, unsubbing. I'm so sorry. So it's actually don't, invincible. Don't, don't unsub. <laughs> Mallet, she's the one that's actually Ooh. invincible. Mic drops. Like oh dear. <laughs> um. But yeah, so the next episode is basically the truth is out. Yeah. The world doesn't know yet, know but everyone kind of knows that no one's done it, that he killed the Guardians. So he lets loose. Like, Can I just say, like, that scene in his house when he gets in there and he realizes, when he comes home and he realizes there's people in his home, oh they're just all invisible. And, like, he just runs through them. Yeah, so one of the... Uh... So Cecil, the dude who's the head of that organization, I can't think of the organization's name offhand. 
um, the Global Defense Agency. That's it. Mm, yeah. So basically, they have technology where they can be invisible. So a, a lot of times, like there will be characters talking on the show, and then Cecil will just show up, or people will just show up around them with all the weapons drawn and all that stuff. So what Cross is talking about in the scene where uh, Omni Man is in his house and he knows he's he's just done, and then he knows there's somebody in the house, and he grabs somebody I think like out of midair and he just legit just he drives a gun through somebody's head. Yeah, he massacres every single one of them. He pushes one person. I'm sorry, we're gonna get a little. Yeah, this is this is the one I was thinking of that you're about to tell. He pushes a dude into the island, the kitchen island, and the dude's torso separates from his body and it slides across the yeah the, the back, island. The bottom half oh hits the gosh. top and the top half just keeps going. Like, oh! Dude, it is. Like, he just murders every single one of those dudes. In and then, of course... Is, is very evidently a woman and he, it doesn't matter. Yeah, there's so. no... It's like I just love the fact as well, like, he throws one outside and she kind of hints at this house across the street like she's reaching for help. Yeah. Which completely puts him onto they're in there so he mm-hmm. busts into this house across the street and then the guy that looks like what is it bobby hill from king of the hill grown up yeah, he does dude he does and um, who's like the the second to like cecil like his aide yeah he like he goes off he like does, he's and he pulls a little little yoda yoda um, he pulls a gun starts, starts blasting at omni man like flips <laughs> over the table round past him goes to yeah. activate something and omni man grabs him by the spine yeah, and breaks his spine through his back and yeah. holds him, and then like he sets it off. Yeah, equal treatment for women. Finally, <laughs> murdered equally with men. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> murder equality. I guess for Omni Man. Yep, Omni Man doesn't care. He murders everyone equally. Everyone. Yeah. Men, women, children doesn't matter. Nope. And <laughs> um, so yeah, he so he ends up blowing up the house on Omni Man. Debbie at this point has managed to make it to the GDA and is talking to Cecil, and he's like. She's like, did that do anything to him? He's like, probably not. <laughs> and like, and literally, the smoke clears, and he's just standing there. So it literally did nothing. Yeah, it's like it's literally done nothing to him. But they are throwing so, everything yeah. they can at him. So this episode, the start of this episode, basically the start to the middle is is them just throwing everything they can at him, including including one of the uh, characters that he murdered at the beginning of the show, Immortal, I think is his name, yeah. who is literally Immortal. They put him back together, they put his severed head back together, Who that Omni-Man chopped off with his hand, like a karate chop. They put it back together, and he goes ballistic on Omni-Man. Yeah. And Omni-Man, again, does the same exact thing with him, and but this, this time it's on national TV. Like everybody is watching this fight between Omni Man and Immortal, and like, wait a minute, Omni, uh, you know, Immortal's alive. I thought Omni Man killed him, and then every, it's starting to click with everybody. Oh, Omni Man killed him. Shit. Yeah. And then Omni Man proceeds to cut him in half on national TV, and that's when, like, I think it kind of clicks. Yeah, that's with when Mark. everything clicks with everyone. Yeah, because uh, Mark goes to try to help him fight because they enlisted a kaiju. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it. It's like, well, like the the immortals are the last person they throw at him because, like, they throw like they've managed to capture like the guy who made the cyborgs, and they're using the cyborgs to fight Omni Man. Yeah. They put up a fight against Mark. They try to fight him. They blast like a massive satellite laser, like from space, that kills everything mm-hmm. within the area. Yeah, and barely scratches him, and then they go for a second shot, and he destroys it. Um, all this time, like, they're trying to get a hold of Mark, like, Cecil is trying to, because Debbie's like, well, who are you going to throw at him? And he's like, the only person I think can stand a chance. 
Because he's like the only other Viltrumite that's on the planet is Mark. He's the only yeah. one that's got a chance of beating Omni Man. Yeah. Um. So they throw the Kaiju at him that he barely beat. Like I agree. Mallet's saying that Kaiju was winning. I agree. Yeah, the Kaiju was winning because they make it very clear that that Kaiju almost beat him, and they've taken out like its pain sensors and all this stuff. So there's a chance that this thing could win. Yeah. Um. So of course, like uh, Adam Eve and stuff find out. Adam Eve and Mark find out this stuff's going on. She goes to help. He kind of feels guilted into going. He's like, I'm not going to go. I'm going to sit here and mop. Um, While they're flying there, like, Atom gets a call from Mark's mom. Mm -hmm. And it's like that. You need to tell Mark that his dad's in a fight and trying to tell him, don't help him. Yeah. Don't go and help him because automatically he's going to want to. Mm -hmm. Um, So he goes and then him and his dad start fighting this kaiju. And that's when the Immortals brought back. I mean, he's actually brought back by what's their faces? By the Maulers. Oh yeah, that's right. They like right. dig up his body and put it back together, and they try to put the control yeah, they tried collar. To put that collar on him. Yeah, that's right. Which I love the fight. Robot gave him the details for that, and it just didn't work. He just <laughs> he, he yeah, screwed it up right. some way, and it's like it, it didn't work. Just ripped it off, and then he said, "Where's Omni Man?" He like screamed it. Yeah, so he goes after Omni Man. The two of them end up in this massive fist fight, and it's revealed like he halves him on TV, and then turns around and Mark, who's just beat the kaiju, turn is standing there like, "What's going on?" Yeah, like, and, then, huh. and then proceeds the last half of the episode where him and Mark. Oh. Or, no, no. Let me just say he beats the brakes off of Mark. This is basically a la- half an episode. No, it's the last episode. It's the whole last episode. Yeah. Yeah. There's eight. Yeah, just like the last half of the episode, it's literally Omni Man just beating the brakes off of his son. Yeah, like because that episode ends there with him face to face, and the next one kicks off with him, and the first thing Mark does is start laying in his dad. Oh, you're right; it is a whole episode. Shoot, that's right. Yeah, it's like he starts laying in his dad because he's like, "You are you mind controlled? Is there someone out there, Dad? Can you hear?" Because he's automatically thinking, yeah. "Something made you do that." There's no way in the world my dad would yeah. do that, and yeah. he's like, "It's like Mark, stop, stop," and that's when he reveals who he is, the Viltrumite, and that he's there to conquer Earth and. And he goes into this whole stuff. I was like, "Don't you care about anything? Like, don't you care about me and mom?" And it's like, "It's like I love your mother. She's like a pet to me." Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh shoot. Because it's like, because he says like, "Yeah, we live for thousands of years. What's her lifespan in the mass amount of the Ultramite Empire? Like, yeah. he is a he's a full blown like loyalist. He is a full blown." Like he's head at the Nazi table for the space Nazis, you know what I mean? It's like he's 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 bought in. He is all in. He's completely into this and thinks that they deserve to take it over. And um, Cecil tries to fire whatever they can at him as well, and they send like freaking jets at them. Okay, I gotta call out this one spot with yeah. the jets. Yes. All right. So, all right, him and Mark are fighting. They scrambled some jets to try to fire some missiles at him, which I have no idea why they did that. They shot a freaking laser, a space laser at him, and it didn't do anything. Missiles from a... whatever. Anyways, so he starts wrecking shop on the jets. One of the one of the jet dudes ejects, and Mark has to kind of guide him to the ground and break the chair because it's really not working. Yeah, like and the parachute, Mark it is- rips away and everything, and the guy's just <laughs> falling and... Yeah, and Mark is on the ground, he's talking to him, and then Omni-Man lands and proceeds to punch through the dude's face right in front of Mark and splatter Mark with blood. Oh, and he doesn't even punch it, he squeezes it. Oh, yeah, that's right. He puts that's his right. hand on it and goes, Pff, and, like, literally crushes the guy's skull on it, right in Mark's face. It's like, yeah. oh, my goodness. 
and Mallet saying there from Omni Man was just yeah. crazy. And Mallet saying there, there's something so chilling about how rational Omni Man seems to sound while he's trying to justify what he's doing. To him, he is totally in the right. Yeah, uh, and agreed. that's it. It's like he is completely bought into the fact of like what he's doing is the right thing. Like these people don't matter. You either bow down to the Viltrumites or you'll be wiped out because well, I mean, that's what you deserve. Yeah, and this is where I think J.K. Simmons, like his excellence, comes in because the way that he plays this, oh, his acting. The way that he plays oh. Omni Man in the last episode is just like, oh, it's so good, man. It's phenomenally done. He's J.K. Simmons. Like, I love J.K. Simmons as an actor. It's psycho. I would love him as an actor, but I forget how good he can be sometimes. Like, like I love him and what he can do, but like I legit forget just how good he is. Yeah. Like the way he plays all the different emotional aspects of Omni Man. Yeah. He's like he's completely bought into this like this basically space Nazism of the Viltrumites. He's basically bought into that, but also this calm, collect tone to him as well. And then also you start to see the struggle as we'll get into of like that. Is there something that's changed since he got here? Yeah, because like he then starts to like fight Mark and like he punches Mark and Mark goes flying. He rips yeah. through a city just because he's going backwards and can't stop oh. himself. Oh, okay. One of the most crazy scenes I've ever seen, ever in a movie or an animated show. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna talk. You know what I'm gonna talk about. So he's basically his entire point. Omni Man's entire point is basically to prove to Mark that these people don't matter. The only thing that matters are you and me. That's the only thing that matters because we're Vultramites, and that's that's literally the only thing because these people are like dust in the wind. We live for thousands of years, like Cross said. So in order to prove that point to him, he uses Mark to produce collateral damage and murder people. He uses Mark's body to do that. And one of the ways that he does it, he crashes down into a subway, and he's fighting Mark on the subway track, and you see a subway train coming, and he's like, I'm gonna show you what I mean. So he takes Mark by the back of the neck and holds him up with one arm, and proceeds to basically allow the train to run through Mark, and Mark is flailing his arms, and he basically kills every single person in the train by using Mark's body. They make it so horrific because it turns oh to Mark because it turns to Mark's view. So you're like in Mark's eyes, watching this train just destroyed around you, and this blood as people just are eviscerated against them. And I'm like, I'm. It's so. I'm I watched that. Open I watched that scene. And I was like, oh my goodness. Holy word. <laughs> And I like Omni Man did not come to play, like he came to know, prove we, a point. And we, as comic book fans, watching comic book movies, we always like to talk about collateral damage and all that stuff. And like how there was more collateral damage in Marvel movies than DC movies or, or whatever. You actually see it in this. Like you see what would happen. They make two a supremely superpower beings fought in the street. The awesome thing is they set that precedence up though. Like right from the get go. Like when you have like the fight when the aliens invade, like in episode two. Mm-hmm. and Mark is trying to save them and he's getting the crap kicked out of him and you see people getting slaughtered yeah. like this show makes it very real what collateral damage looks like Yeah, yeah. and then this final fight with Omni-Man like I love the fact that like even the scene like, where he gets thrown through the building and he sees the building falling and he tries to stop it and it's like he's got the mom in his hand and the little girl's here and he is just trying to save someone Yeah. and then Omni-Man just flies through him and he stands up out the rubble, still holding their hand, and he looks at it, and the arms, like the person's gone. It's just their arm. Yeah, yeah, it's just. And I'm arm. like, he is trying so freaking hard, yeah, to be a hero, and like Omni Man just does not 
care mm. not even a little and I'm like I'm like this is like this is more horrific than if Superman went off the rails this is more like people were comparing Omni-Man or Homelander I'm like Homelander's got nothing on Omni-Man no no alright so I know we're, we're like 23 past 4 but I, I, I want to talk about this last the last scene basically in the oh. series well, the last scene with Omni-Man in the series because that's basically all that matters that's heartbreaking episode, honestly that's heartbreaking Dude, I, so so the entire this entire time you, you're you're led to believe that legit Omni-Man is a sociopath he cares nothing about like humans or human emotions or anything related to earth whatsoever other than i want this planet to be a viltrumite planet i'm going to conquer this no matter what no matter what the cost so it gets to the point where he is beating the brakes off of mark he has him pinned down on a rock and he's punching the crap out of his face and he keeps doing it and doing it and doing it and in those punches we go we pan back to to Anivan's view and you can see him punching punching his son mark and then and then and then this is why the show's so good. And then it flashes back to him at one of Mark's baseball games back in the day. And like he's like, dude, I'm a su- I'm Superman basically. I don't need to be here. This is a waste of time. I should be saving people. And Sandra O, oh, as Debbie, is like, dude, just chill out and watch your son hit the ball. And Mark swings a couple times, misses, and then he swings and cranks it. And you see Omnivan get excited. He's happy for his son. And then he starts waving his son home to slide on the home base. And then you flash back to him punching the crap out of his son. His son is basically a mangled mess of just meat, meat and blood. And, like, you see him, like, you actually see him start crying. You see Omni-Man, like, you see a tear come down the side of his face. And he stops. He holds his fist up. And then he just leaves. Oh my gosh, that scene was so intense, man. It was nuts. It was honestly insane. It's... <sighs> so I just shout out there, so I was trying to work it while freaking not getting the sound alerts up for this. I don't know why. I'll need to have a look at stuff. But thank you, Neospider, for gifting that tier 1 sub to Ravenite. And welcome on in, Ravenite. Good to see you. And Mallet, resubscribing for two months in a row. Thank you so much, Ravenite Thanks, and Mallet. Part of the Stan Clan. Good to see y'all. But yeah, like the final scene, it's just it's so horrific, and and it's the fact of like him screaming at him is like, don't, don't you see why this is so pointless? Yeah, he's he's taking. Why are you out. Yeah. doing this? Yeah, they're all going to die, and you're still going to be alive in five hundred years. What oh, will you have line. left? And the he said, and then he says, "I'll have you, Dad." Yeah. And that's when he stops. Through his broken face, he can barely move. He is a bloody yeah, disaster. He's got his teeth knocked out and everything. It's like, oh. I'm like, I, oh, it's so heartbreaking. And then Omni Man leaves. Yeah. He literally takes off and flies into space. Um, and we get Alan the alien showing up after that as well, which he shows up earlier on and we get a whole thing with him. Um, but he comes back and basically like because he came to the wrong planet initially um, and Invincible set him right and he went off but he comes back he's like Invincible thank goodness you're here it's like you've got a Viltrumite in your planet like oh yeah we know it's my dad's like (laughs) wait what and they start talking to him and he tells him the whole thing and he's like he just left yeah and they're like Viltrumites don't just leave when they've got their eyes set on a planet yeah they don't leave that means more are coming yeah which if in the comics like yeah more Viltrumites come 
And what I'm interested to see is when more Viltramites come, those Viltramites are worse than Omni-Man. Omni-Man's a pushover compared to some of them. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play that out. Um, and the rest of the ending of the episode is basically all kind of wrapping up all the different stories we've seen and where they are and um, kind of like what stuff we're going to see from them in the future basically yeah um, but yeah this yeah Coop finally in the chat what is up good to see you dude show off your shirt for him let him see rocking the merch bro but yeah, this was amazing. And um, let me catch up, Malison. So the thing that shows what everyone is doing at the very end, though, I had that oh, white oh. tiger guy who beat Mark. Um, Battle beast. Badly, so he might be able to take Omni Man. What do you think? Possibly, I think he might be able to give Omni Man a fight. I don't know, because that's the thing. We've not seen Omni Man pushed to his limit yet. Like, yeah, the only time I've seen him gassed is when he was fighting the the what are they called again? Uh, the Guardians. The yeah, the Guardians of the Globe. Yeah, um, or he's and fight... it was basically them against him. <laughs> but even then, like he so easily went through them. I think Battle Beast will give him a good fight, but I don't know. And even if he does, then the other Viltrumites, like literally the other Viltrumites that come, we actually see one of them. Like see when it does the flashback to the worlds that they come from. Mm-hmm. and you see like the big pile of bodies and it pans over to the winners like the big dude the first big massive guy oh with gosh. the beard in it that's yeah. one of the guys that comes and he is like apparently he is practically unstoppable good grief so it'll be interesting to see what they do but we're kind of well over time at this point but kind of wrapping up thoughts and overall thoughts on the show overall thoughts on everything that we've seen Dude, I loved it. I loved it, man. I'm a I'm a huge animated superhero, animated show fan, uh, and I thought this was really good. One thing, I'll, the only negative I'll say, just from an animation standpoint, like having seen shows like Avatar and stuff like that, like I try to compare everything animation wise to Avatar, just the animation quality, and I feel like I feel like this show was slightly lacking in the actual animation department. Like, I feel like there were some corners cut, which is, I guess is understandable if you're trying to mass-produce this stuff. Uh, but the art style, I love it. I love the art style, but the story obviously takes the cake. Yeah. The story is awesome, and I can't recommend this show enough. This is awesome, a show. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie, I completely disagree. I think the art style was phenomenal, but also so was the animation. I think it was absolutely fantastic. I think all of it just looks so crisp, so clear, so awesome for the most part. There may have been a couple of corner cutting things here and there. Yeah, um, I think it's just a frame issue, frame rate definitely, issue. Definitely, but for the yeah. most part, I'm like, yeah, it's... I thought it was pretty phenomenal. I thought it went really well with all of that stuff. I thought the the animation just looked amazing. Like, the style of it was gorgeous. It's one yeah, of the best-looking animated shows I've seen in a long time. Yeah, the thing that threw me off was just the, uh, I think there was some, I don't know how many frames per second they used, but it was mm. uh, just m- my visual brain, it was just throwing me off a bit. But yeah, I, I think that animation style was beautiful, beautiful. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, kind of same, like, I, th- I think it was an amazing show, story was phenomenal, absolutely loved the art style of it, I loved the, everything about it, and I'm hyped, they got a, it got renewed for season two and three, and I'm I'm all in. I'm all in to see yeah, what they do with it. Up. I'm all in to see what happens with Invincible. 
but yeah if you've not checked out the show if you have not checked out any of it even if we have you have hung around for the spoilers and stuff and haven't checked it out go and check it out the show is absolutely phenomenal well worth checking out really great story to it um but thank you for everyone that popped in today thank you for everyone that has hung out with us as we have came back with the podcast but that is everything from us today thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us thanks guys um, I hope you all have an absolutely amazing Sunday and we will see you tomorrow. And remember, yeah. as always, it's a good week to be a geek. Take care. <laughs>